In every generation, there is a chosen one. A show that becomes a pop culture juggernaut. We're talking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Bachelor. Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones. And sometimes a series will come and go without anyone even noticing. Some are canceled in their prime. And others never should have seen the light of day. Regardless of the reason, we are here to guide you through all the shows that were gone too soon. They may have only been on air for one season or less, but the drama, the joy, it'll all be remembered here and now. I'm Abby. And I'm Roberto. And this is Dearly Departed. The year was 2004, and the reality TV landscape would be forever changed. The legendary pop princess, like you've never seen her before. In the relationship we all wish we could forget. This is Brittany and Kevin. Chaotic. Dearly departed, are you listening? We will remember all about you. When you were cancelled, we were trembling. We can't believe that they would doubt you. We won't forget you and the rest. Dearly Hello and welcome back. <coughs> I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, right? Um, but I have, <laughs> but I have something to say. It's, um, it's something I've been thinking a lot about. It's been weighing down on my heart, my soul. Are you about to confront me about something? <laughs> I'm not about to confront you. I'm about to confront our listeners. Okay. Specifically. Celia and Diane. Okay. Why? Look, I experience joy, and I'm not going to apologize for it. So I'm sorry if sometimes I laugh a little too fucking loud. More than one person has come for you for how loud your laughter is? Yes. Look, we're not sound engineers. I don't know how to fucking adjust our goddamn sound To clarify, Roberto and I both hate editing the audio. (laughs) We do not enjoy doing it. So thankfully we found someone else who will. Yeah, that's why Roberto's laughter is so piercing and shrill. (laughs) Shrill? Is that how you would describe my laugh? I would never, ever describe you that way, but other people might and have. So So look, I'm going to do my best to laugh away from the to mic. To laugh away from the mic. Yeah, I'm just kind but of want to... slip up, if I'm present in the moment while recording our podcast, it happens. You know? It does. Welcome back to Dearly Departed with Abby and Roberto. It's been such a journey getting this podcast online. We've been having technical difficulties. You guys have no idea what we've gone through in these past couple months. And we're not going to bore you with it. Oh, we're not? Okay. No, no, we're going to jump right in. We're We're jumping right the fuck in. Oh my god, okay. Okay. We have had too much fun with this show. This has been the easiest, most breezy This is like the most fun we've ever had. Yeah. 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 So... We were thinking, right? We were sitting while watching. We were probably laying down. We were probably laying down. While watching, um, what was that show? The Beautiful Life. The Beautiful Life. <laughs> <laughs> the Beautiful Life, colon, TBL. Um, like, what should we do next? What is a worthy successor? Yeah. And then it hit me. It hit you? It did. It, it, it was did. your idea. It did hit me. Um, 
a little gem, a little forgotten <sighs> treasure. A little indie um, underling. And something there, something I didn't even think we would do, like reality TV was not something that I even thought was going to be in the realm of Which shows. is foolish because we love reality TV. I know, TV. it's so foolish. I don't know what I was thinking. But the one and only Miss Britney Spears, the legendary princess of pop, has a forgotten reality show titled Britney and Kevin Chaotic. And it's available on YouTube for free. It's a show that has brought me... A lot of peace. It has a very post-apocalyptic found footage vibe. <laughs> like you kind of feel like you're watching like Cloverfield. That's exactly how I would describe Brittany, Brittany and, and Kevin. Kevin in dark hotel rooms talking about love. So, for context, it's a five-part docu series. Um, but it was meant to be longer, right? Yeah, it aired. Uh, it dropped May. 2005 on UPN. Um, those not familiar, UPN later would merge with the WB to become the CW that we all know, love, and hate. Um, hate? The CW has some of the best shows ever. <laughs> um, 2005, UPN, originally it was going to be a short, um, like, tour diary concert film type project yeah. to document Britney's iconic Onyx Hotel tour. Um, in Europe. In Europe. And then it just flourished into something that no one could have expected. Into a documentation of love. The true love story of Britney Spears and Kevin Federline. That's right. That's right. Um, blossoming in front of the camera. Now the show... There was a discussion as to whether the show would count, right? Because Whether... It was canceled or not because the show ended due to a knee injury. Yeah. Right? Brittany was on the set of her outrageous music video. Okay. And she got injured and the hotel and the, the, the Onyx Hotel tour and the show came to a screeching halt. Yeah. Um but I think it still counts. We're gonna count it because we watched it and we love it. I mean it. it definitely got canceled. Yeah. Um so it counts. And I, what was really interesting, we just finished the fifth episode the final episode um the secret veil or the veil of secrecy the veil of secrecy and we were thinking like wow this is a real finale yeah and i realized the show all the footage was shot in 2004 and the show dropped in 2005 so like they still i think what had happened was they were on tour they she got injured they took a break and then they filmed the finale they filmed the finale um, was very special and we'll get to it don't worry so exciting so the show opens of course again YouTube it's 2004 so it's a one to one ratio um, so it's a square Blurry. that's how I prefer to watch my content I agree I agree and it opens with an amazing um, promo for America's Next Top Model which really set me in the right mindset you yeah. know like I don't want to be Roberto 2019 watching this video. I really want to be there with them. And I think that, I mean, personally, once I was able to let go of the context of what happened before and what will happen after, I truly believed them. I believed in their love. I'm not going to pretend I wasn't rooting for Kevin. 
personally. I know that sounds crazy. Like This is the first time actually hearing about this. I didn't know that you were rooting for him. Is he skeezy to look at? Is he... Do I trust him as a man? As a partner? As Britney's lover? No. Right? But that's me in 2019 knowing everything I know. Just watching this show, I'm able to let go. I'm able to believe the narrative they're selling me. I don't know if you had a similar experience. I did believe it because... I believed Britney because she's so genuine and she's so full of wonder and like childlike joy and yeah. she's so excited about their relationship exactly. and you really feel her energy because the the show is filmed by her and Kevin it's, and then a little bit by her assistant and a little bit by her bodyguards but it's all like camcorder footage. It's produced by Kevin and Britney. It's filmed by it's an intimate home video it's very intimate very intimate so again we open with the top model promo and then we launch into like a special hour long um pilot pilot episode um and you know we get a lot of the what's coming up next and the quote that really stuck with me is of course Brittany in a brown plaid fedora hat and blue t-shirt uh turning to the camera and saying the sex is really good this is Britney in her, like, true Southern accent yeah. origin. Yeah. She also rocks some incredible hats. The outfits in general, like, casual. Like, you see her on stage, but for the most part, you see her super casual. Like, in the hotel room, big t-shirts right, right. or tiny t-shirts. And I think what hit me about this was, like, this was around the time that Britney was really emerging as a as a sexual icon, as, like, a sexual yeah. being. And she touches on that, I think, in episode three. But her dropping that line about the sex being really good was like, oh, okay, like, this is this is the era. This is where we're Because at. previous to 2004... She was a virgin we waiting had, for marriage. We had flirty Britney. Right. But it was like a wink, wink. It right. wasn't like a sex symbol. Yeah. Raunchy Britney that we're, of course, all used to now and mm-hmm. all adore. So we jump right into a performance. Again, this was meant to be a concert film, I believe. Or, or Honestly, one or of my favorite parts diary. of the whole series is watching the performance footage. So we have Brit Brit performing Toxic, killing it, as Maybe usual. singing live? Definitely singing more live than she would say now. I would like to also say we're huge Britney fans, right? I don't think at any point we're going to come for Britney, but I just want this... I want our audience to really know that we're coming from a place of Britney stands, Britney supporters. The level of like positivity yeah. on this episode compared to when we did the Beautiful Life is going to um, blow your mind. You're going to be able to tell because we just like <laughs> love Britney, and we had so much fun watching this show. So it's Britney breaking it down to toxic with intercuts of uh, a filter they really like to use on the show. It's it's like a night cam green footage filter and she's just like making silly faces right so that we're getting she's so cheeky we're immediately introduced to the real britney you know she's so goofy she's the girl next door she's silly she's fun but she's also the princess of pop and has earned that title and is literally killing that choreo right but they never they never overdo like oh the life of being famous and the pressure like it's so just focused intimately on like britney's experience on this tour and our ability to see her just as a real woman and like her real experience falling in love and vulnerability and and it's 
also conveyed how the show is played out, right? There's no, like, narrative. I mean, there's the narrative of her and Kevin falling in love. But the show, most of it is so, like, PC. It's choppy. It's like we're getting random clips of Brittany in a van, Brittany in her dressing room, Kevin holding the camera up to a mirror. It's very that kind of style. So with that in mind, again, we go from, from... from her on stage and then suddenly she's sitting getting her hair done chatting with her hairstylist a um gay man so that we also know that she was an ally even in 2004 she's like she's beyond she does she does everything for us exactly exactly and really setting up the themes of the show she brings up the topic of marriage right she's like hey hairstylist um you know what are your thoughts on marriage what are your thoughts on commitment because i don't believe in marriage anymore right this was 2004 she for those who don't know she did a vegas chapel wedding um to her childhood best friend jason in 2004 they went to vegas got married 55 hours later it was annulled um annulled and then i guess she went on the onyx tour hotel on next hotel tour. This is after she dated Justin Timberlake, right? Absolutely, yeah. So that didn't work out. Then she had this flubbed Vegas wedding mm-hmm. with Jason. Um, and so that was all kind of leading into her realizing that maybe she doesn't believe in marriage anymore. Maybe and her parents her. had just gotten divorced as well. That was really big for Britney. That was like a big rocky. I like don't know how old she was in 2004. It was like a rocky moment for her. She was like 23, probably. Oh my god. I know. It's like our age. So, and also, so, again, right before that, she was also in a very public relationship with Justin Timberlake. As we all know, around the end of, the beginning of 2003, they both released their respective songs, Every Time and To Cry Me A River. So, Britney has experienced heartbreak, you know, at a really young age and no longer believes in marriage. Um, But then that is completely dropped because, again, like, found footage. We're moving on to the next, like, clip. (sighs) She's starting to hope again. Um, And we meet Felicia. Oh, my God. Her southern assistant, who I think is the heart of the show. She is. And she's so big in the first two episodes, and then she kind of, like, drops off for a second, and then they bring her back. But she is... An absolute delight. Yeah. She's warm. I don't know. I don't want to say that she's kind of like a mother figure, but she's she she just has like a a a warmth. And they're related. I feel like they're cousins, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're cousins. Something like that, yeah. Then we immediately jump to Britney Cam because they have to tell us when Britney's filming. Her camera work. They like do this early on because I think maybe they handed out a bunch of cameras and they were expecting to get like Mo Cam and Felicia Cam. And we got a little bit of it. But... We get some Felicia Cam. But um, Brittany Cam, Brittany reveals that her ideal man is cool. He's unfazed and hasn't seen much. Because I've seen stuff and I want to see through him for the first time. I love that. That stuck with me too. She's looking for an innocent. Yeah. Because she's the princess of pop. I don't know if Kevin Federline is that. but I don't think he's that at all. <laughs> I'm not sure if he fits this description, but... I think what she's looking for is like childlike wonder because she is had to grow up so fast. Perhaps jaded, yeah, and had to grow up so fast and has been working since she was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. She's been all over the world. She's been 
dragged in the paparazzi, you know, in the in the tabloids at this point, and she just wants to experience life like with the wonder of a child. Brittany wants love. Yeah. She wants love. And she's not afraid to tell people because immediately we jump to her um, guest starring or, or being like a guest on TRL, I think in England. Um, and backstage, she does say, I haven't had a date in a while, so can y'all inspire me with a lot of cute guys in the audience? You know, she's like, she doesn't believe in marriage, but like she's but she's still horned looking. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's looking for him. And then they present the music video for every time. And throughout the show, they keep playing every time in the background, which I think is hilarious. Because Because it was her breakup song about Justin Timberlake. But I guess it's also the only, like, sweet, soft song that she... Well, and she wrote it herself. Exactly. But also, I just think it's funny because I just keep seeing her wearing this, like, red string, like the Kabbalah string. (laughs) You pointed it out a couple times. And it's just like... I have questions because I don't really know what Kabbalah is. I don't know anything about Britney's spirituality. I like quickly looked it up and according to Google, it's just like an esoteric method, discipline and school of thought and Jewish mysticism. Jewish mysticism? Yes. Did not know it was Jewish adjacent. And then they just like wear a red string around their wrist. She's like not Jewish though. Right? I don't. She does talk about God a fair bit. I just kind of felt like she was, I feel like she's got a kind of a mystical sort of, Christian, sort of Jewish influenced, but also a little bit of that pagan vibe. I'm sure she's into the stars. You know, she could get down with a little tarot. You think Britney's into the stars? I do think she's into the stars. I, yeah. I, oh my I, god, what's her fucking sign? I don't know. Google what's her it. birth chart? Oh my god. Britney's birth chart. So, oh my god. Um, Britney then in a like talking heads confessional style interview. Yeah. She reveals that there is a guy in her life that she met. She met someone and that she LA. she cannot get him out of her head. She met him at the club, right? She met him at Josephine's. Yes. Um Have we been there? Is it still open? No, we can definitely try to go. Um But then that again is immediately put into the back burner because we're once again in a van. We're usually in a van. Brittany is talking to Felicia, our girl Felicia, and she's like, Felicia, girl, you need to pounce on that hot guy, Miguel, because you need to get laid. Oh, yeah. And this is this is a B-plot that is absolutely dropped, but it's so Because we never see Miguel. We don't know if... I think we see him. He's on tour with them. He's like one of their staff. I'm, I'm glad that someone knows Miguel because I certainly don't. Yeah. Um, then we get a little performance of Slave for You, her iconic song. Um, and then, again, like the show is made up of so much random intercuts that we, that we learn that she put like the little glowing stars on the ceiling of her tour bus because she never had them as a kid. Which is, again, like we're, we're getting to see this side of Britney, this like, this fuller person, right? Like... Yes, she is. She's this fierce dancer. She is this iconic, breathy vocalist. Her dancing is exceptional. It's out of this world. Can I sidebar? Sidebar because I need to know what her chart is. She's a Sagittarius sun. Okay. She's an Aquarius moon and she's a Libra rising. Unfortunately, as someone who knows nothing about astrology, that means nothing to me. I'm sure someone who's listening knows what that means and it's blowing their fucking mind. Fuck, you're right. I do love a Sagittarius. I feel like I really... (laughs) 
She's like an early December Sagittarius, too. She's a December. Oh my god, that means her birthday's coming up. December 2nd. Should we do something to celebrate Britney's birthday? I think this is what we're doing to celebrate Britney's birthday. You're right. So it's the question of the day. Britney starts doing this, I think, in the first two episodes. She likes to, you know, bring her camcorder and ask her tour crew a question of the day. And the question of the day is... What is your favorite sex position? And of course, everyone is scandalized. We can't talk she's about crazy. her. She's crazy. None of them really give an wild. answer. None of them give an answer. Does she ever give us her answer about her favorite sex position? I, I, if she did, I didn't note it down. I saw Shia LaBeouf on Ellen saying that he likes missionary sex, and I can't stop thinking about it. Interesting. Because the crowd, the audience, yeah, freaked out. They were like, Woo! Cheering, clapping, like apparently it's a huge, crazy deal for this celebrity man to like be into like vanilla missionary sex. I feel like they were just way too excited about it. Would FK Twigs put up with that? I with missionary? Like, yeah, I feel like she. Well, like, they're not together anymore. So you're right, you're right. Yeah. When you're right, you're right. Um, but she even asks JC, one of the members of NSYNC what his favorite sex position is. And of course he's like avoiding that answer or like, or avoiding answering. I'm pretty sure he also says that he's like a regular guy. Like he likes basic sex. It's like we get this quick shot or this quick clip, but I'm sitting here like, but JC of NSYNC is opening for Britney Spears. I guess. I mean, I can't tell you a single JC solo song. I don't think anyone can. What a shame. But I can tell you that he likes vanilla sex. And he was, you know, a host or a judge on America's Best Dance Crew, so he did fine for himself, probably. Um, This is the only scene where we see him. Yeah, he's, like, never seen again. Um, But is he opening for her for this entire onks? Yeah, and and I'm also amused because she opened up for NSYNC, right? Like, during her first album, and now it's like the tables have turned. Is this post-NSYNC breakup? Yeah, it must be, because Justin would have had released his solo song in his solo album, Justified. Yeah. So NSYNC was done. And she was done with NSYNC. Lance Bass was out there doing something before he came out. I don't know what he was doing. I can't name all the members of NSYNC, actually. I can't name any of them, besides the ones that you just named. But I can name the Backstreet Boys. I do have to say I'm a Backstreet Boys fan. I prefer them over NSYNC. Say what you want. Say but what also, you will. don't you like Boys to Men best? I do love Boys, Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Okay. Um, so, now it's time. It's time for the real story to begin. Because we are introduced to K-Fed. Kevin Federer. They never call him K-Fed. No. At any point. Um, they met at Josephine's. They met at a club. Um, now, for some context, I don't want to... I don't want to just shatter the image of true love, right? That's that, that would never be my intention. But I feel it would be a disservice if I didn't paint the entire picture. Um, the picture that's never painted for us on this show. Right. I would say so, this is the picture that's glossed right the fuck over. So I found out about this... At around age 13, while I was watching um, a celebrity weight loss show featuring both Kevin Federline and Char Jackson, and we learned that they were previously married, and while pregnant, he left her to be with Britney. Now, if you're not familiar with Char Jackson, she she's a young actress. She was on um, Mo to the E to the Moesha, a show. Wait, I'm never... sorry, they were on a weight loss show together. Yeah, 
When we were kids? Yeah, on VH1. Um, she was on Moesha. Okay. A show I've never seen, but I imagine I would love because it stars Brandy. I'm um, sure you would love it. They were married. They had a daughter. And then while pregnant with their second child, their son, right before the baby was born, he like dipped. To go on tour with Britney to Spears. To go on tour with Britney Spears. Yeah. This is never mentioned. No. I, I do feel like for me, this paints a picture of Kevin Federline as a social climber. He was married to an actress. They had kids together. He left her because he got an opportunity to go on tour with Britney Spears. At no point does Britney mention that her new fling that she invited to go on tour with her is married to someone else and has two children. Right. But if I had not known that, Uh, this would be the love story for the ages. I know. It would be so exciting. And look, I'm not here to say that, like, people can't get divorced, I'm just saying, like, he left his pregnant wife to go on tour with Britney Spears. So Britney demands that Kevin go on tour with her, right? She's like, I can't stop thinking about you. Right, right. So she's like, come on tour with me. And instantly we're thrown into their relationship. And look, he doesn't have a job. He can get up and leave L.A. whenever he wants and go to Europe with Britney Spears. Right. He's a backup dancer. And, and, And attempted to be a rapper. Um, he has what some might say a hit song, but that was much later, right? Well, that was 2006. Yeah. So, um, K-Fed, you know, the first clip that we see of him is him revealing that sex is only good when you have feelings, right? Like, which is why he jumps from marriage to marriage. He's only interested in a deep connection. Mm -hmm. Um, and then randomly, Brittany goes on a tangent about Eminem. I wonder if it's because Kevin Federline has like... He does have kind of an Eminem energy. Yeah. Um, and she says, Eminem's a genius, but he complains too much. <laughs> but you know what? It's cool when um, men complain about women, especially their moms. I think that she was being sarcastic. She was. I don't remember the context of why Eminem came up. I just wrote it down because it was such a great I do quote. I love Britney being a little sassy and being a little like Ugh yeah, we love it when these grody, greasy ass white men complain about their moms. She's a feminist. Yeah. You know? Um then we get Felicia Cam. I love Felicia. Felicia. So Felicia is very supportive, I would say, of Brittany and Kevin's love story. She's excited because she sees how Brittany's demeanor changes when Kevin is around. But during the early, you know, weeks when Kevin jumped on tour, Felicia does confront Brittany on a treadmill. Yeah. I do believe the shot is, um, like, rotated. Like yeah. The, like, like Felicia was She's... holding the camera the wrong way. Yeah. Um, oh my God, this happened so early. I know. And of course, Brittany's on the treadmill. It's giving us very like Elle Woods vibes. Like, yeah. She's working out. She's totally studying law. Um, <laughs> and Felicia's like, what have you been doing? Right? Like, Brittany, what are you doing? And Brittany's like, look, did I have sex with Kevin Federline three times today? <laughs> yes. And I'm not ashamed. And neither are we. Brittany is so empowering. She's so sexually free. I'm just so happy to see her coming into her own here (laughs) in 2004 with K-Fed on tour in Europe. You know, she's a powerful woman. She was on her own tour. She plucked this man out of the club and was like, please come. And then he came. No. Three times. we, We do have to 
talk about this. Do you think she knew? She like had to have known that, that he, he was married. That and he was abandoning kids. his children to go on tour with her. I and just it, feel like not, it would have come up. I just feel like it would have come up. <laughs> just naturally. It never comes up. And it's not like, you know, his kids were like young, like five and seven. And he's like, look, I'm going to be gone for a few weeks. We'll talk, right? Like his son was about to be born. I'm not convinced he was there to hold his baby in his arms. No, like he left his pregnant wife to go on tour with Britney Spears. It is never discussed. It never comes up. So we can only speculate. I, I mean, I can only speculate that perhaps Britney didn't know at this point, but at the same time, then it would have totally blown up later when she was to find out. But they were married for several years. Do you think he like sweet talked her like, yeah, we've been broken up for months. You know, we weren't happy. I'll call her after the baby's born. I don't know, like I wish they can't FaceTime. I wish that I knew. Was there that Skype in two thousand four? I, I don't think so. I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> so then I just had to mention that Britney Spears is a pink fan. There's there's footage of Britney singing random songs throughout and, you know, really showcasing her vocal talents. Um and I believe she's singing Let's Get the Party Started. I just I just want to mention, you know, pink is supporting her fellow female pop stars. She's a queen. Britney is not the kind of diva to like pit women against each other. She always just like supports other she women. She may have been pitted against Christina Aguilera, but I just feel like I just feel like it was Christina versus Britney and Britney was just like unaware and like I love everyone. I don't think Britney was paying any attention, no. but I also don't know. I wasn't hip to that event. And then culturally. we get we get an amazing cliffhanger. If you want to call it that. That was the whole 45 minute pilot. Yeah, correct. Those are all the notes you took on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and our cliffhanger is Brittany's about to go on stage. And she's really nervous because this is the first time that Kevin Federline is going to see her show. And she's What just... if he's disappointed by how sexy, hot, talented, beautiful, skilled she is? Exactly. I know. And that's the end of the first episode of Britney and We Epic were like Chaos. squealing. We really enjoyed. It was so fun. We really enjoyed that. And then we just jumped straight into episode two. Yeah. So Britney and Kevin. Which is only 20 minutes long. Oh, they cut the length in half. Yes. Episodes two through four are only 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so again, it was so breezy. And we jumped into episode two um, and we get an intro. It's. Why it's chaotic. Um, <laughs> that was good. It's it's an intro. It's an intro sequence that really reminds me of mid two thousands MTV reality shows. It gives me a lot of parental control energy. It gives me Room Raiders. It gives me Next energy. Yeah. It's it's a camcorder spinning. That's fully the vibe. It's shots of Britney and Kevin. You know, executive produced by Britney. Filmed by Kevin, yada yada yada. It's like Britney in very close collaboration with Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so that we, it's our story. Our story. That's right. That's right. It's chaotic. So we pick up immediately. We're in London. Brit Brit's performing her song "Boys," which I have to say it's my least favorite Britney Spears song ever. In fact, I don't even like it. Which I know, like, I don't oh. want to come for. No, it's okay to have taste, but just like, like it's okay I, to have opinions. I don't, I don't know it that well. That's just like a song. That... Boys, <laughs> boys on my, because you know I I own the Britney Spears My Prerogative compilation album in my yeah. car. It's a song I skip. I don't like it. 
doesn't make me feel anything. Yeah. Anyway, that's what she's performing. She obviously didn't write it. It doesn't have her, like, emotion behind it. Exactly. Oh, um, she does love boys. She does. Um, and then we, we get um, a, a confessional of Kevin who just doesn't understand how or why Brittany could be nervous. She is, in fact, a global sensation. She's Britney Spears, you know? Um, but she she really lacks him, and I've never felt like this before. So it was cute. I thought it was cute. I found it endearing. I do. I like nervous Britney. I enjoyed that a lot, um, especially because she is a global sensation. And at this point, this was, like, top of her career. This was a huge time for her. Yeah. Doing these world tours. It was... Just dropping hit after hit. Third album, Britney, right before... I mean, her legendary album Blackout would come in a few years in 2007 but it, but it, was, it was in between those two yeah I think um if I have my timeline correct um but yes Brittany has never felt like this before and then we're introduced to her security guard Mo oh, I love the security we guard we love Mo um and he is like a surrogate big brother for Brittany and he doesn't trust Kevin Federline. He can smell the social climber on him. He doesn't trust him. I don't think he says those words exactly, but, but it's, we it's get my it. interpretation. Yeah, because we can tell he's a fucking social climber. And I and a lot of a lot of the show we get the sense that like right like Mo is very protective of Brittany. And then I just remembered that it was either featured in the show briefly or it was like recently like it blew up on Twitter that clip of Brittany, Kevin, and Mo like walking down the street and someone yelling like a racial slur at her bodyguard, Mo. The viral video of Brittany coming to his defense. And then Brittany turning around and immediately. She's a diva and she's also an ally. Face. Exactly. We love um, her. Also, this tour was coming off of the release of In the Zone. Of In the Zone. Because Brittany is 2001, In the Zone was 2003, which of course has Me Against the Music. One of my favorite. Breathe on Me, oh my Toxic. God. Touch of my hand every time. Which is a song about breathing. Exactly. It's just about breathing. So so Mo doesn't trust Kevin Federline. And then they show us this clip of Kevin just slapping Mo and then Mo sitting on him. And it's like, is that supposed to be cute? Because it just seems to me like Kevin... It seemed violent and unhinged. Like Kevin is abusing her bodyguard. We don't see any other violence from Kevin but this was jarring and I didn't know if it was like I think it was supposed to be like they're kidding around messing around yeah like roughhousing just like boys being boys but but like it it seemed very like like Kevin was disrespecting her bodyguard who is like a big brother to her like they have such a familial relationship yeah um and then this is immediately again dropped like most things in the show look we can't have like true drama we need the drama to just be like conversations between Brittany and K-Fed um, we get a dance interlude, yeah. which, oh, Brittany is an amazing entertainer, right? Like you, her music is incredible. You can say what you want about her vocals. I think she sounds lovely when she sings. And also you can't expect someone to like go that hard dance wise. To be moving those abs. And I think, look, right. Of course I want to defend Brittany cause I love Brittany in comparison to say other singers who dance like Beyonce who no one can ever compare to right yeah Britney is singing a lot of breathy songs yeah you can't sustain that while dancing like you can't pop and lock it while singing Slave for You it's just hard 
Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't need to compare her. Like, I really don't care. Like, she's in her own lane. I think all of these divas are in their own lanes. Yeah. We don't need to compare them. Yeah. Um, I'm not disappointed by Britney content. But it does make me think, because there is a clear dance ability difference, Britney before 2007 and Britney before, or after 2007. Yeah. There's just kind of, like, she still moves. She still can dance. She can dance far better than, like, I could, right? But there's, like, a stiffness, and you just have to wonder, like, what's going on? She does seem freer on stage at this point. This tour looks amazing. This looks like it was a fantastic tour. Yeah. I think this is, once again, like, this is Britney at her height. She's on top of it. She's kind of singing live, sort of. I think think there's a decent amount of her singing. I think there's, of course, the backing track, right? But, like, I think she's singing. And she's moving. She looks amazing. I love the outfits. Like, they're ugly, but in the best way (laughs) she's got that wet hair look she's sweaty because she's giving it all on stage she's leaving it all on stage and it's it's hair wise it's britney with like pc bangs it's like very dirty blonde almost brunette like it's a bit in between she she has like various hair colors over this show which makes it kind of difficult to know the 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 timeline is timeline yeah also confusing because they sometimes will reuse like, clips that are clearly from a scene that they put in a previous episode. Like, they'll show part of a conversation in one episode and then the, another part of the conversation in the later episode. Yeah. But they'll contextualize it as if it was a different time. Yeah. But it clearly is, was shot at the same time. So I'm, I'm the, the whole timeline of events here is unclear. It's unclear, yeah. Because this is maybe a three-month period, question mark. But it seems like it could have been, like, two weeks. I think... It's unclear. It's definitely unclear. Um, And I don't want to spoil, like, the finale, but... (laughs) I don't want to spoil the show. I don't know if you guys know what happens, like, between Brittany and Kevin. But we'll talk about that later. But, um... So there's the dance interlude, and then we're back to Mo, who, despite not really liking Kevin, can accept that Brittany is happier. Like, he sees that sparkle in her eyes. He loves Brittany, and it's all about Brittany. He wants her to be happy. Yeah, they support her, and, like... They can suspend their distrust of someone if he's making her happy. And episode two is really about shifting the focus of the show from being a tour diary, which episode one was really about, to being about Brittany and Kevin. So then we, of course, take a moment. We have to get Kevin's backstory. And just for context, in the show, during his confessionals, he's like kind of looking good. Like he's looking clean, washed, He's got kind of a flowy little hair situation, a little chin length. I... I'm not going to pretend I wasn't like, that's a handsome man. Yeah, with the tan, with the yeah, facial yeah. hair. In the actual footage. Of tour. Of tour. He's looking... He's looking borderline busted. I, you, not borderline. He's looking full, fully I wouldn't, busted. I wouldn't take him. No, I wouldn't take him. I mean, no. it's that Eminem energy where it's like skinny white boy, oversized t-shirt, baseball hat, greasy, like uncoiffed facial hair. Where you're just like, even if you are attractive, even if he is like an attractive like man underneath it all, you're like, I can't. I, can't I feel like for that. 2004, he was probably doing something. Like he really felt like he was had a look. Definitely, definitely. Um, but for us in 2019, like this is a hard pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So while wearing a do rag, he does wear do rags, but he doesn't have hair. Um, Correct. Um, while wearing a do rag, yeah. K Fed is talking about his upgrade upbringing. Um, he grew up in Fresno. His parents divorced when he was eight. You know, he was a big troublemaker. Um, we would never have guessed. And then he quit everything, moved to L.A. to be a backup dancer. 
and then you know he had big dreams married Shar Jackson yeah they don't mention that then he met Shar he got married he had two children (laughs) they skip that but his career he's had like some good gigs as a backup dancer and I imagine that's that's probably what drew Britney on the dance floor right like you look across the way you see a guy who has amazing moves and you're like yes we never see him dance on this show no I don't think I've ever seen him dance so but he's apparently was a professional dancer I would love to see clips of that I would love to see proof Kevin's definitely older than her how old is Kevin Federline I don't know but also the show is crazy because they would have all of these intimate conversations while recording it. And of course, I'm sure there's so much that we didn't see, right? But what possesses someone? I mean, I guess in this Instagram age, like, but even in this Instagram age, like, it's very filtered, right? Like, we, like, take a photo, like, we we filter it, or we take, like, certain videos of a very specific moment. We're not recording. Well, I guess we're recording right making now. Out. Yeah. I, I think about, um like, Bachelor contestants, like, post-Bachelor. Right. The way that they just, like, heavily reinforce their relationship on Instagram by just, like, posting pictures of them, like, in each other's arms or, like, literally kissing. Like, posting that kind of shit on Instagram. That's kind of, like, how I would compare it. Like... If you guys didn't know, we're also huge Bachelor fans. They they knew. (laughs) Uh, So, Kevin Federline at this point was 26 and Brittany was 23. So... I don't think that's, like, an inappropriate... No, it's like a, probably like the most normal yeah, age yeah. gap imaginable. I thought he was, um, I thought he was older. older. Yeah. No. And um, I. So. Okay. So then again, choppy next clip, I guess Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston had just broken up. Oh my God. What do you think happened? Between Brad, well, yeah. Jen, Angelina Jolie is what happened. But what do you think really happened? Like, I think he was on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But in private, like, what do you think was going on, like, between him and Jen? I think in private, Jennifer was like, do you have the hots for Angelina Jolie? And he's like, yes, I've developed feelings for her. And then they immediately did that. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That photo shoot where they're like a couple. Yeah. But you know, if we bring up Brad Pitt, I have to bring up that Sandy photo shoot where he's just Sandy for like GQ magazine and he looks haunted. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. Okay. So after him and Angelina officially broke up, you know, they got married and then broke up. Um, Recently? For the final time. You mean their recent breakup? I guess. That like just happened a couple years ago? Is it recent? Yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah. He like cut off his hair and then like did a interview with GQ where he's just like really Sandy. Yeah. He's like in the desert. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not hot pictures. They're not hot pictures at all. He's Sandy. Ugh. Anyway, so... Remember when Ben Affleck... I can't talk um, about Ben and Jennifer because... She did on... Stop. Well, and then he got a divorce with Jennifer Garner, and then he got that... Heinous, mega heinous back tattoo. Of a phoenix. That's um, what men should do when they get divorced from their beautiful, wonderful wives, is get a hideous back tattoo, not do a, a Sandy, Sandy photo shoot. attempt at a sexy photo shoot. Well, look, now that you've brought up Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner, we just have to talk about... It's heartbreaking for me. I think out of all of my heartbreaking celebrity breakups... Look, I'm invested. I'm not... As, as someone who loves pop culture, media, who follows all of the nonsense, I invest my time and energy, right? Yeah. If I had to rank them, I think... If you had to rank celebrity breakups as, as the on hardest a scale on me. of like, yeah, what was most personal for what you? What was most personal would be, number one would be Katy Perry and John Mayer. You know, that was really hard for me. Um, I felt nothing. It was really hard for me. And like, 
then he did his entire album about like her and how he still feels like her man and of course she dropped never really over um i would say number two would probably be ben affleck and jennifer gardner because of how much i love jennifer gardner she's just so delightful and warm and kind and played electra i've always been a fan because i watched alias growing up and i guess my third would be the most recent you know Miley Cyrus oh, and Liam. Oh my god. It's still really fresh, so I don't want to talk about it. I mean, yeah, that's much. too fresh. That's too fresh. Yeah. It feels really personal. It does, because of course we watch them fall in love. Right. So back to Brittany and Kevin. Um oh, why we got into all of this. Brittany's a huge Brad Pitt fan. She like yeah. loves Brad Pitt. She mentions Pitt. him like several times on the so show. So she was just like, Oh, Brad and Jen just broke up. He's probably thinking about me. <laughs> Which my thing is like you're Britney Spears. I feel like if you really wanted Brad Pitt, you could reach out. Whether he'd be receptive to you, I don't know, but you could I'm sure they've like met and DM like, Brad Pitt. I'm right, sure I, there's pics of them. I guess there wasn't Instagram to DM, but there was something. So then send him a letter, send him a bouquet, you know, get a fruit basket. Then we get a mile high confession. Which is like a really like Wait, did you find... What'd you find? No, I'm just looking at a picture of Brad Pitt and and Britney Spears. There's like... How do they look? One picture of them meeting. Does she look really excited? Because she has a huge crush on him. It was like... What era? What does she look like? I think it's Britney era. I think it's probably like 2000. She's really blonde. Blonde. Yeah, she's like really, really blonde. Does she have like the straight bangs and the curly hair? It's like curly, but there's no bangs. Okay, okay. Okay, but what were you saying? Oh, there's a Malha confession because then, like, this the, is when she's flying and she's nervous about she's flying. She's really right? nervous about about flying. She doesn't like turbulence, and she turns to Felicia. They're all in a private jet. Yeah, Felicia, what if we don't see the ground when we land and we just hit the ground? <laughs> she's so scared of not being able to see I mean, the what ground. If? Look, jokes aside, she has a right to be a nervous flyer, like. She wouldn't be the first pop star who died of a plane crash. You know, rest in peace, Aaliyah. I think that... I Look, I'm a nervous flyer. I don't like flying. I think that while taking off and while landing, right, that's, like, when people are most nervous. Like, once I'm in the air, it's like, what can I do, right? Yeah. But I think Britney has every right to be nervous and, like, for her team to just be, like, she's crazy. They're really making fun of her yeah. here. But it's also, like, they're, like, family... So like teasing each other and like they make fun. I of just her took it very seriously. <sighs> I would not make fun of you if you were nervous Thank flying. You. I might actually. Now that I think about it, I feel like I might just do it behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun. Who would I make fun of you to? Who else are we going to be with on our private jet? I guess everyone we know. Exactly. I, or no one. I'm that a we nervous know. flyer. I've, I've been a nervous flyer in the past. I used to definitely have a fear of flying. I think now. Not so much. I get kind of nervous during takeoff, and then it typically passes, um, and then I kind of enjoy myself. But I understand the experience of being a nervous flyer, for sure. But I feel for Brittany, because she's flying all the time. I hope she's over it. She also looked... It was was the green night cam footage, but she also looked really wired. Like... Yeah. But she always seems wired. Well, what I will have to say about... She's got a lot of energy. ...about Brittany, right, is... This was 2004, right? So her, her like, big, I guess, quote-unquote, spiral wouldn't come for, like, three more years. Yeah. But, like, this was definitely the time when people were noticing her partying, her, like, yeah. maybe getting into drugs. And for me, I mean, once again, 
she and Kevin are controlling the narrative and the footage that we're seeing. Yeah. She doesn't seem to me at, at all as someone who would be... Like, I wouldn't watch her that footage and be like, oh, that's someone who's, like, maybe on heavy party drugs and, like... Not at all. Spiraling. Not at all. And they're they're not secretive about the partying. Like, she... They they don't show you camera footage of them going out, but she talks about, like, going out. I mean, she met Kevin at the club. Yeah. She likes to party. That's not a secret. But her day-to-day life and her on tour, she doesn't seem strung out. She doesn't seem, like, messy. She seems like a girl. Like, she just seems like a young lady. met... Spoiler alert, three months later, they got married or, or yeah. quasi-married because it wasn't legal for a while. But again, it doesn't, like, of course, the tabloids would paint her as like, my God, three-month marriage, she's crazy. You know, he's had, she doesn't appear, he, he's leaving his wife, his pregnant wife, yeah. but she appears very She normal. doesn't appear to be not in her right mind. Yeah. She really just seems like a young starlet. Yeah. Um, um, she's not really weepy. At any point, I mean, I don't, I don't know like what they're editing around here, but she is happy. This is a happy period of her life, and and Brittany is talking. So so we we get that that plane footage, and then Brittany is talking. Her and Kevin do like separate confessionals, and then they do like confessionals together, where they're like sitting on a cute couch. Yeah, where she's blonde. Um, so that's how we know. Blonde versus dirty blonde versus brunette. Because it, it it's widely known that when she is brunette is when she is quote unquote the most unhinged. Maybe doing doing something things that aren't going to be great for her in the end. Um. So this is very blonde Brittany yeah. talking about her experience getting to know Kevin and how they really hid behind the camera to get to know each other. And Kevin says that he's like, yeah, we just like hid behind the camera. They like to, got to know each other through the camera to be flirty, but have that like kind of barrier of safety. And then the episode ends with this really. This moment that once again just makes me kind of like feel for Kevin, where he like asks her, like, Brittany, like, what do you like about me? And she's like, Oh, um, I really like the sex. The <laughs> sex is really good. And you just have to like, like, this man left his wife and child to go on tour with Britney <laughs> Spears and like, she only likes the dick. But this like, is, of course, leading into. She was scared. For yeah, her, like she's protecting feelings. herself and she's kind of trying to push Kevin away because she's afraid of these intense feelings. Yeah. Is that the end of episode two? That's the end of episode two. That's kind of like the midpoint of the show. And of course we know where it's leading. It's leading to their engagement. Doesn't she drop the L marriage? No, that's not the end two. of my episode. It's the beginning of episode three though. It opens with like Brittany revealing that she loves Kevin. I guess it might have been the end of my episode. It was we. There was some problems with our notes, but at some point, we we do get a shot of Brittany revealing that she she loves Kevin, and then she immediately says, like taking it back because oh my god, like he doesn't he, well, doesn't, he doesn't say, say it back. back, and now she's like, and why would he when he when she's like all I like about you is our great sex? Like, I mean, maybe he would say it because he feels it because he left his wife for her. <laughs> because they have a special connection because they're both dancers and that is our version of a mid-season finale yeah so, so then we we'll be back episode three. Oh wait we have to go on our commercial break thank you for listening to dearly departed 
If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe on your preferred pod listening platform and check out our Instagram page at Dearly Departed The Pod. And if you're feeling extra saucy, leave us a review and make sure to share with friends, family, and even enemies. Now, back to the nonsense. So jumping right into episode three, my notes are super sloppy, but there's also not really like a huge through line of like plot with this show. So I'm just kind of like... It was kind of hard to take notes because it was just like... Just little moments and little quotes that like were funny and like were revealing about Britney. So the episode opens with her confessing that she loves Kevin and then of course immediately taking it back because she's embarrassed and she doesn't want to be vulnerable and we see her and just for a visual Brittany um in a sloppy bun right and Kevin in a crooked like baseball cap situation snapbacks too it's like the flat brim hat yeah he spends a lot of this show like in a wife beater and sweats and like a snapback um it's not a cute look it's not what we're into it doesn't really do it for me yeah i don't jones for this particular brand of male what did you say it was very on the nose like they appear to be like that couple from they kind of like look like and i'm like that couple from your high school that like is still together right you know yeah like kind of hometown like towny vibe Um, but I like that they, they, you know, they look budget. (laughs) Like they have a little bit of like a cheap, (laughs) they have a little bit of a cheap look, but like the, this is a millionaire. Right. Um, and I like that because she's a real girl, you know, at no point do I feel like Brittany is changed by fame. Never. While watching this show. Like she seems like a genuine girl. She's really sweet and hopeful and. Who will smear chicken grease on you know, an expensive gown. Zach Posen. Oh, Zach Posen. Couture gown. Like, yeah, she is that girl. I don't know. Um, so she says, you know, he's too cool and too smooth for me. So Kevin is like a smooth guy. He doesn't really show his feelings. I get he holds that, it though. together. And that's intimidating for Brittany because she has her heart on her sleeve. She's very... She is. She does have a heart on sleeve. She's very open. Yeah. Like, but she has a lot on the line with falling in love because she is a big fucking deal. She's a lot of money. She's got hits. She's got a life ahead of her of stardom. And for her to fall in love and to have a partner, that's a risk. I'll, look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, based on the show, based on the footage we are given, it doesn't feel like he's manipulating her. It doesn't feel like he is smooth talking in a malicious or dark way. It just feels like he's like a cool guy who's like kind of into her. He is getting exactly what he wants. I mean, he just bounced, you know, toodaloo to his wife and children. Now he's on an international tour with the Britney Spears. I think he's having a good ass time. He's happy to be along for this ride. And Britney is adorable she's uplifting she's cheerful she loves to have sex she's a cool girl like she's fit she's got amazing abs she can sing like she is the whole package and i i have no question in my mind that he really is thrilled to be there he really is having like a great amazing time um i wrote down this quote from Brittany: all we do is like a bunch of different moments that's... And that's kind of her philosophy on life and also her philosophy on this show. It Correct. is just a collection of moments between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but she doesn't like to be vulnerable. And the theme of this episode three is like, she is going through a little bit of bitterness because she said, I love you to Kevin. And he didn't say it back. She is dealing with disappointment and some rage. And, you know, she doesn't act out. She doesn't get aggressive, but you can see that she puts this wall up that changes her cheerful, delightful girl next door demeanor into a little bit like more edgy and more like, you know what, like, let's just like fuck because that's what I'm into. And like the best very detached about this is like there's kind of this like tug of war, like she again, she, you know, she, like you said, like she doesn't want to be vulnerable, but yet he's on her tour. She right. invited this guy to come on tour with her, and that was a vulnerable act. Exactly. Like, but it also was kind of a flex. It's true. Like, it's, it's a true. vulnerable act, but it's also like, hey, I'm going on this international tour. Like, want to come? Like, I kind of want to date you, so you have to come on tour with me so we can see where it goes. Yeah. I think it's a flex. I think it's vulnerable, but it's also like, mm, like, I'm Britney fucking Spears. Right, but it's one of those things where it's like during her quote-unquote rage era or rage moment where she's like, I don't really want to, like, see him right now. Yeah. Hypothetically, like, she could send his ass home. Yeah. But... And they do... and But that's kind of what this episode builds to is they get into a little bit of a fight. Um, That might be episode four, but, like, it's all kind of jumbled. Um, One of the things that I wrote down that really stood out to me is that, of course, they're in Europe and they spend a lot of time in hotel rooms um, smoking, <laughs> like, indoors, yeah. in the dark. Um, and I think that's probably how she gets the voice. Um, oh, I didn't realize I that she was, baby. like, blasting cigs with such fervor. She's a huge smoker, yeah. That, I mean, I guess I've seen pictures of Britney smoking, but, like, just her in a hoodie, messy bun, smoking cigarettes with K-Fed in these kind of, like, busted hotel rooms like none of these hotel rooms are really very fancy i mean i guess this is just like the 2004 aesthetic um they don't seem like giant ass suites no they seem like maybe multiple rooms well but maybe luxury maybe she's just in kevin's room i don't know if they would have separate rooms i feel like they were i I assumed that they were sharing maybe it's never really pointed out to us but i would love the idea that she gets like a crazy amazing room and kevin gets like a busted like low budget room and then they hang out in that that doesn't make sense to me (laughs) but it's funny um and then we have Brittany saying that she has the worst temper in the world in the world we hear her say that she has a temper we don't really ever see it which i respect i mean if i was like losing my temper i would have that edited out well i don't want to look unhinged i imagine that her temper is less like a sharp pointed rage where she's lashing out at people and more like a internalized temper tantrum like like crying not even crying just like being moody like because she's so not a tantrum more of like an internalized like crying like moody being like pouty being pouty yeah Yeah, and like pushing people away and that's definitely what she does with kevin at this point yeah um it's totally unclear like how long they've been together and how long this tour has been going on but long enough for her to feel like she's falling in love and well, to feel like her feelings are intense. So logistically, right? If they meet and getting get get quote, married after three months. Okay, so spoiler alert. Not really spoiler alert, right? The end of the show is is them. Their marriage. Their marriage. Which this is all building to. And she has to stop in the middle of the tour because of a knee injury. That, that it takes her, like, 12 weeks to recuperate. Yeah. I would almost imagine all of this is happening in, like, a month, a month and a half. Yeah. They took a break for her to, like, 
heal and they're probably getting closer at the same time. That 12 weeks during her injury and then they get married. And then they get married. Yeah. That makes sense timeline wise. Um, I also wrote down like I don't know what the fuck city they're in like ever but this is kind of where the show this is where the show transitions to starting to give us titles and showing us what city they're in. Um, And Kevin we have this quote from Kevin where he says nothing worth having is ever easy. And that makes sense because he's been married before and he knows what marriage and being a parent is like. Um, but Brittany is he scared. He's noted to love him. for being a good father, though. Like, noted by who? By Wikipedia. Okay. Like, <laughs> like Sharjah. So national consensus there. Exactly. So Sharjah didn't talk to, like, she was bitter, of course, that, like, she was like, yeah, their marriage literally broke up my family. But, like, he's a good dad. But what is the 2004 white man equivalent to quote unquote good dad? That just means he's not an absent father. Like, what are we giving him credit for? Well, he also has main custody of Britney's kids, Sean and the other one. But that's because she is... Right. Like, bullied by the courts and, like, considered unfit. And she's had, you know, a lot of these mental health issues. Right, Once again... Ultimately, he he is, to some extent, the, the... Primary caretaker of Sean and the other one. I'm not here to trash. I'm not here to trash Kevin Federline or say that he's a bad father. Like I have no fucking clue. Um, I just don't know. Like, what are we giving him credit for? Like, I I just am not there. I'm not in the room. I don't see him interacting with the kids. Um, You know, I'd rather give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't see him as having had Jaden a lot of scandal post his leaving Char. Sean and Jaden. I love how, like, regular those kids' names are. Like, thank you, Brittany, for just, like, not being extra with the naming of the children. Um, I wonder if the second child, Jaden, his middle name is James. I wonder if he goes by JJ. Side note. That would be really cute. Okay. Um, So now they're in Vienna. (laughs) And we have Brittany in the car. And she's talking about sex again. And she's asking her bodyguard, I think, if... Or maybe her driver. She's asking somebody, like, if they would be cool with their wife getting to sleep with Brad Pitt if it meant that they would get to sleep with Halle Berry. And she's, like, trying. she's telling them she's trying to learn to think like a guy. So she's going through this emotional journey of, like, feeling kind of rejected by Kevin because he didn't say I love you back. So she's trying to get into this guy mindset of, like, oh, it's just about sex. And, like, you know, I have this wall up to my emotions and... Um, you turned to me at this point and you were like, this show is ominous because it's just like her turning a camera, like a, like kind of cheap camcorder on herself in like a dark car, like chain smoking in hotel rooms. Um, it's a, it's, it's it's, dark and blurry. It's dark. It's blurry. There's no music, no background music typically. There's no like color correcting. So it's just kind of like a, a gray portrait of, of a generally happy girl but there, but there is this haunting element of like, of th- this portrait of a pop star. It's very yeah. like, and this is also a moment where we get to see her kind of talk about fame a little bit. Um, she says that she can read people's energies because she's been in the industry since she was eight years old, so she can kind of tell when people are like genuine when they're like out their users. Um, and she is convinced at this point that she and Kevin were set up. That people on her team 
like hooked them up on the at the club intentionally. Yeah. And for some reason, she's really put off by this, like that her friends would secretly hook up her hook her up with a guy. Um, but he swears that they were not set up. Yeah. Now I wonder, just on his end, like, did he know Brittany was going to be at the club that night? Did he seek her out? She's a big fucking deal. Like, did he just casually bump into her on the dance floor, or did he know and anticipate that she was going to be there? and purposely go after her i i think there was mention of them having mutual friends of some sort yeah in a brief wikipedia scan it said that like he somehow knew madonna and of course madonna and britney are friends was he not a madonna backup dancer he could have been a madonna backup dancer i mean i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because the show has painted him in a generally positive light i imagine it would be a situation where like friends would be like hey britney is going to the club do you want to come and i mean look yeah if we were at the club and we saw a famous person even if we're not like malicious about like we're gonna snake our way into their lives and like take their money we would still be like i want to hang out with that famous person How yeah can I go well if it's someone like britney person? spears like if it's someone like fun right so britney's getting kind of stressed on tour it's just getting to be too much and she really needs her coffee in the morning and before she has her coffee, she's fucking cranky, which I love. I love that it's relatable. She's, she's the girl next door. Oh, she's, she's just like just us. Like she just needs her coffee in the morning. And look, she's tired. She's tired. She's going from city to city. She's dancing. She's in this, like, you know, I'm sure she's having rehearsals, although we don't ever see them. Um, we mostly just see her in the hotel room smoking. But um, I'm sure she was grinding. Well, there's that other MTV did, like, a behind, like, the making of the music video for her, um... Uh, oops I did it again video and that's yeah. and the crazy video I think and it's a lot of her rehearsal yeah she is so dedicated and she has been her whole life I mean, so that's like, her entire Instagram feed it's just like her dancing and working out working out yeah she's she grinds she grinds that's how you keep those abs those amazing abs <laughs> but um she's tired of being judged so this is Brittany dealing with like the fact that she is becoming a sex symbol and she's transitioning from a child star to a kind of cheeky pop starlet who's like flirty but now she's 23 and she's sexual and she's not afraid to show that on this show she talks about how she's in the zone she is in the fucking zone (laughs) she likes to have sex with kevin she likes to be raunchy she likes to dress skimpy she likes to show off that body it's an amazing body and she's tired of being fucking judged she's just a regular girl she's just doing what she wants to do she doesn't need this judgment um and she really likes to party so she and kevin get into like a little bit of a fight here you don't really see the fight But um, she likes to party and she doesn't want Kevin to control her and hold her back from partying. And I think she kind of says that she kind of goes off the rails here and she's kind of blowing Kevin off and like going out and like going to the clubs and without him. And he's feeling like frustrated by that. Can you imagine like we like to dance, right? Like you and I like to go out, Mm -hmm. but we're exhausted. Imagine dancing on stage, on stage, like every other night. And then still having the energy to go out after. But I feel like when you're working hard, yeah, you party harder. Yeah. It's like you're so busy, you're working so hard, you have all that adrenaline. And then, of course, you want to like blow off steam. Yeah. And she's in Europe, like you want to see those European clubs. We don't see her in the club, but they talk about the fact that like this is like a, a something that she and Kevin are kind of fighting about a little bit is that she wants to go out and party and like he 
he doesn't stop her. He doesn't really try to control her, but like you can tell maybe he's uncomfortable. And she doesn't like that. She does not want to be controlled by a man. I really have a lot of respect for Brittany and how she carries herself in this relationship because she is independent. And at no point do I question whether or not she's making her own decisions. Yeah. I don't think that she's, I don't think she's being manipulated by Kevin just because I see her having a lot of agency here. I mean, this is her show. This is like her tour, her party. Now, do you think that Kevin is uncomfortable with her going out without him or just like that he he would like to spend quality time with Brittany. I think what I see being painted in this episode is just that he senses that she's pushing him away. And so it's more of that emotional thing of like, she was so into me and we had this like electric connection and now all of a sudden she seems like kind of frustrated with me and like she doesn't really want me around. Um, Felicia, finally we get a little Felicia Felicia action. Like it's been a second. I love this bitch. She says that Brit likes to take care of herself and she's very independent. She obviously was scared of that vulnerability that she was feeling with Kevin. She was getting attached to him. And so when she said, I love you, and he didn't have the response that she wanted, she snapped back into this like independent woman. I'm taking care of myself. I'm going to go out and have fun. I'm, you know, the queen of my castle. And like, I don't need you. I respect this. I mean, honestly, this is how I would react if I said, I love you. And I didn't get the response I wanted. Right. Just, like, falling back onto what but he tried does and true. love her. He does. And, like, look, like, we'll get there. Like, obviously, they get there and she softens with him again. She accepts that love. Um, but right now, I'm like, I'm here for Brittany. I'm here for what she's doing. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm here for what she's doing. Like, I'm, I'm here for this independence. I, I do think about, just because we get a front row seat of what, or at least a glimpse of what Brittany and Kevin are like, as to what Brittany and JT were like. Because I think that's like so much ego. Well, I think that Justin Timberlake, right, is just like a more expensive version of Kevin Federline. Like they both have the same. She likes these skinny white boys. She does. I think. Yeah. Um, Not to disrespect Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake in 2004. I'm not here. Yeah, I'm not here to comfort Timberlake. I'm really not. Um, Yeah, I mean, Brittany doesn't have a huge ego, but I could see her being frustrated in a relationship with a man who's like star power ego like on the one hand you want her to be with somebody that can like match her energy and like who is deserving of that respect that she obviously she's aware of her star power but is not blinded by it or but i i think just just based on what she was saying in episode one about like wanting to be with someone who like hasn't seen a whole lot of dark shit who hasn't been around the block to like be with somebody who's experiencing adventure for the first time like somebody that can travel with her and like be excited we don't really see that from kevin but like maybe that is what she's getting from him she doesn't need like a high-powered man no she needs a man who's like along for the ride who's just gonna like love her and like be filled with joy and childlike wonder and excitement um and that's like that's what i'm getting out of this episode three is she she maybe was getting what she wanted with kevin and that scared her yeah and that's the end of episode three we kind of just see her like kind of lashing out a little bit being independent being a little bit mad at kevin but this is the fight of course that is the turning point to them really confessing their true feelings but i think I mean, in the moment, I wasn't, I was just along for the ride. But as we talk about it, this does kind of 
make me take a step back and just remember that we're seeing what they want us to see, right? Like, yeah, they're not going to show us them actually fighting or... But that's what we're reviewing with this podcast is like, look, like, we're not geniuses. We can't read between all the fucking lines. Like, we can only <laughs> tell you what this show is giving us and what we got out of it and how it kind of affected our view of Brittany and how we saw her reacting to these so situations. So we only love her more. Always and forever. <laughs> It's just like truly incredible. So we just, we took a break. Um, We're back (laughs) to talk about episode four. Just like really coming to terms with like how serious we are about Britney Spears. Like I didn't realize that I was going to have. That you were psychoanalyzing. That I was going to psychoanalyze Brit. Um, Look, this show is not that deep. (laughs) But I feel like we're just projecting like. You would just think that. By how we're talking, we're, like, watching some revolutionary, artistic piece of, I don't know, something. I mean, we are. Period. You're right. This is one of my favorite shows that I've ever watched. I'll say it. (laughs) Is it well-produced? Is it well shot? Well, look. Yes. No, it's not. (laughs) In its defense, we're watching it via YouTube, low Mm -hmm. quality. You don't know. Yeah. You, like 15 years later. In 2005. Yeah. It probably changed so many lives. And you know, it's still doing so to this day. Okay. So we're jumping into episode four. (laughs) And they're in Madrid, Spain. Um, which is, it's great to see where they are on Earth because we've been pretty confused for the past few episodes because they don't typically leave the hotel room um, and all the hotel rooms look kind of the same, like windowless. Well, in this one, they're like lighting. not in a hotel room, right? They're like, in Spain? They're like in a random house. Do you know what? what? No. She's just like, there's so many shots of her in a backyard. Aren't they also with, like, like wet hair? She's like walking around in what appears to be a house. Yeah. Well, plus they also are in their um, van for part of this episode. Right. Like the tour bus. Yeah. Not a van. What is this? this is fucking bandcamp.com. She's, <laughs> she has a tour bus, right? They're in, a, they're in the tour bus, but you don't see a lot of tour bus stuff in the other episodes. No. Um, and it's unclear. So typically like a superstar will have their own bedroom on the tour bus, but you don't see her bedroom. No. Um, and it's... Un- She's grounded, you know? She's... She's part of the she crew. She definitely has a bedroom. <laughs> I do not think that Britney is in a bunk in 2005, top of her career. No, we cannot have this pop princess on a, in a bunk. <laughs> Let Felicia sleep in a bunk. Let Mo sleep in a bunk. Britney gets the room in the back. I miss Felicia. What do you think Felicia's doing now? I would love to know, but that's like a project for another time. So <laughs> they're in Madrid. And Britney has been really trying to hide her feelings for Kevin. We know from the last episode that... She feels like he can't really handle her and he doesn't feel the same way she does. So she knows how she feels. She loves him. But she needs to know how he feels before she can say, I love you. Of course, she's already said, I love you, but... Before she can show it. Before she can say it again. Yes. Um, You know, she doesn't want the... She does want the words, but she also wants the sound, sound, sound. That's so true. Sound, sound. She does. She wants to feel the love from Kevin. She wants to, like, know that they're on the same page but before look, she can truly... He's holding back. You know, he does have 
a wife and baby at home. Like he doesn't seem particularly haunted or concerned by the wife and child <laughs> at home. I don't see it coming up. I think that that's not on his mind. I think what's on his mind is is Brittany being real with him. Does she really love him? Is she really down for him? I can understand why he would feel like he needs to guard himself from Britney Spears. Yeah, because, you know, she could be using him for... Um, <sighs> um, well, sex. The sex the is sex, really good. Yeah, the sex is really good. Right. What else What um, else does he have to offer her? Um, um, oh, that's, uh, that's tough. Is he funny? No. Um, not really. He's goofy. He's goofy. Right. Kind of. He's not as goofy as He's Brent. a warm body. That's true. That's I imagine, what we'll I imagine he's sweaty. That's true. <laughs> um, so she reminds us about their great sex. Um, great, because we almost forgot. <laughs> and Felicia, we finally get to see some Felicia. Felicia supports the relationship. Right. So this was like a turning point for me to see that Felicia's into it because, because I value Felicia's opinion. We trust Felicia, exactly. Because she has Britney's best interest at heart. Like she's a true Britney Spears supporter. Um, a cousin, a friend, a confidant, an assistant legally. Um, <laughs> that, that's her how she's employed. Um, and, you know, she's happy that Brittany finally has someone she can trust. That's the word that Felicia uses. Right. That's not the word I would use to describe Kevin no, Federline. Like, do we think that Justin Timberlake was not trustworthy? Do we think Jason, the childhood best friend she married, was not trustworthy? Apparently, in Felicia's eyes, they right. weren't someone that Brittany could trust. But here's the thing. I mean, what can you trust more than a man that would leave his family and his two children? I hear you. To go on tour with you in Europe. Well, exactly. If you just think about it in a different way. If he's willing to give up everything. Exactly. There that you matters go. <laughs> to go on tour with you in Europe. Mm, that's a man right there. <laughs> um, so I wrote down here that they like repeat a bunch of like clips from scenes that were in the previous episode. And that had me really confused because I don't think they were in Spain in the previous episode. Um, but we get to see Br um, Kevin talking about like what he sees in Brittany and what makes Brittany so special. And he says that she's caring, loving and intimate, which I think is probably accurate. She does look like she's really warm and like she really wants to share her full self with this person. Um she brings joy wherever she goes. She's goofy. She's silly. Not unlike Bachelorette Hannah B. True. Yeah. True. You felt like they had similar She vibes. does have kind of a Hannah B energy because she's got the We're Southern We're huge accent, Hannah B fans. Obviously. The queen of the Bachelorette. But here's the thing. It's like, Britney could win Dancing with the Stars. Right. But Hannah could never... Do slave for you. No. With the snake. No, no. No. No, she could But she not. might have equally as questionable taste in men. Luke. Although she kind of evolved over her season and like, I feel like she... For those who don't know, Hannah B was a contestant on Colton's season of The Bachelor. And then she became The Bachelorette. Became a fan favorite. Um, she chose the wrong guy. She did choose the wrong guy. Many she, times. Many she times. kept choosing the wrong guys. Um, um, and then at the end, she chooses Jed and turns out Jed 
pulled a Kevin Federline, you could say. You could say. Because he had a girlfriend at home the whole time that he never really broke up with. Well, he didn't see her as a girlfriend, remember? he They, they just went on vacations together, <laughs> and she knew his family, but they weren't in a relationship. Right, and she was like... And but the, apparently he told this girlfriend he was going to come back for her, and that uh, he was just going on The Bachelorette to further his career in music. He'll um, be a Mr. Right. Which is unfortunate Girl. because he has no career in music ahead of him. No, and then Hannah B. went on to win the most recent season of Dancing with the Stars. And according to the new Bachelor promo, maybe coming back. I like that she's just now the queen of I mean, here's the thing, ABC you know, Monday Nights. Jed could leave his wife and two children, but Kevin Federline could never win Hannah B.'s heart. And I think that's the difference between the two of them. You know, wow, your mind. I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, Brittany, they do, they are in a hotel room for part of this episode because this is a hotel room that's like right on like a busy street and there's like fans and paparazzi. Oh, right. And Brittany goes onto the balcony and sings opera opera and she sounds amazing and they glaze the fuck over this. I was like, wait, what? I'm sorry, bars, what? Well, I think that's the thing, right? Like, they're years of, of lip-syncing rumors, people always criticizing her vocals. Rumors? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a lie. Allegations. Yeah, of, allegations of that have been leveled at Britney. Um, but she has never struck me as someone who needed to prove her vocal ability to anyone, right? Like, she's never... But a lot of the time on this show, she's like, she sings to herself and like, it's not good. Like, she's being goofy. Yeah. But she really had pipes in this scene. Yeah. And I just think for a second, maybe we should all think about that. We should understand that. Maybe we're not giving her the credit anymore. You know, it's like she's maybe forfeit some of this credit by some of the mistakes she's made and some of the things that she's been through. And, you know, no longer singing live on stage has definitely done some damage to her reputation. But let's take a second to, like, remember the truth. Remember the talent. Remember the throat. Remember what this woman is capable (laughs) of. The girl behind the voice. So true. So um, then after she has this, like, amazing vocal moment, (laughs) we get a really sexy, extreme close-up on her and Kevin Federline just, like, Frenching. You cannot tell me they did not have sex immediately after that and possibly just, like, left the camera possibly recording. I would never try to tell you that that's not the case because I think that is 100% what happened. (laughs) Look, would I want to be in the room for that? Yes, (laughs) I would. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay. I wrote trench coat with pink lining over pink lingerie look. So I think that I'm referencing a performance here. So we get some performance stuff of her. I wonder what she was singing. On stage. Well, I should have written that down. Yeah, I probably should have written that down. I'm not coming for you. But she performs in a trench coat with a pink lining over pink lingerie. Um, it It was an epic look. I realized we can watch her Onyx Hotel tour concert. It's like available on YouTube. So they did a whole ass concert film. Yeah. Oh my God, what are we doing right now? We should be watching that. Well. So then we get them in the tour bus and the tour bus gets stopped in Europe at border patrol. And they don't tell us what country they're exiting or entering, probably for legal reasons. But Brittany is Night cam, so... green footage. She's so freaked out about them getting stopped by border patrol. And it's like... Because you have drugs yeah. on this tour. I mean, bus. that must be it, right? Like, why else would be they, they'd be so freaked out? But she was so... There were dogs, like, sniffing their luggage. 
We She's literally in the camera like, this is it, goodbye, like, what am I doing? <laughs> I was really about to go into a British accent. It's the princess switch. It's getting in, in my head. Um, but she's really freaked out. And Kevin is not freaked out. But he thinks it's really funny that Britney's freaked out. Um, I guess now, because of the party Do you think because drugs. it's like, ugh, look, if they find the party drugs um, with Britney Spears, like, what are they going to do? Well, I think they must not have had drugs because they were getting sniffed and the dogs didn't find anything. Well, they, they were, the dogs were sniffing like the... The bags under the tour bus. I don't think they came on board. You don't know. Also, what kind of drugs are those dogs trained to smell? Probably like... Cocaine. Yeah. Marijuana. Just like bags but of like, substance. I don't know. Can they smell like Molly? <laughs> but can they smell like a little tab of E? It's really times like these that make me feel like... I should read more. About what drug dogs are capable of. Yeah. I guess I've never tried to fly with Molly. Maybe watch more documentaries. But if I was, if I intended to do that, I guess I would do my reading. (laughs) But what I did write about this, what I did write about this is that clearly Brittany understands the immigrant experience. This is a moment for her. It's a harrowing moment where she's crossing a border and she's nervous and you know, it really, it makes her seem really real in our eyes. You know, right. we can see that she's had a life of experiences that people from all walks of life can relate to, such as traveling from Spain to France and being stopped at the border and getting worried about your party drugs getting seized. <laughs> so Kevin thinks it's cute that Brittany's like scared. Um, and this transitions into him also thinking it's really cute that Brittany wears his hats on stage. So she asks him, you know, like, what do you think about? Like, do you think about me when I'm on stage? Duh. When she he's asks sitting him, in the audience yeah, she probably asks watching him you? If, while he's watching her on stage, if he thinks about her. I'm, I'm assuming sexually. Um, yes, honey, we all think about you mm-hmm. when we're watching you on stage. Yeah. But he thinks it's really cute that she wears his hats. I want to know... Like, is it the bucket hats that are his? Yeah. Yeah, probably during, like, boys. I would wear my boyfriend's or bucket hat on stage. That's cute. What song is that? I don't know. It's off the Britney album. Remember the video? And Felicia thinks that Britney and Kevin have developed a wonderful friendship. That's the quote that I wrote down. Um, I love something they draw attention to a lot on. This show is love this being... This docu-series. I should say, yeah. On this docu-series um, is love, romantic love, being an extension of friendship. Right. You know, she and Kevin have this amazing friendship and they're friends first and lovers second. Um, they don't say that, but that's what I'm saying. And hearing you talk about this, I also feel like in the same way that we need to give Brittany credit for... Her vocals, yeah. her voice, her talent. Yeah. We need to give Brittany and Kevin credit as as producers of this docu-series for tackling such hammering dynamic home. Themes. Yep, hammering home these dynamic themes. Love, friendship, um, international travel, unsafe borders, sex, sex, bucket hats, smoking indoors, smoking in hotel rooms. Um, this is pretty much everything I want for my life. <laughs> so I'm grateful that Brittany did it first. So now they've they've crossed into France. So I guess it was Spain into France that was like 
so scary for them. And um, this is a huge transition. I, they don't they don't really draw attention to this being the city of love. I notice because they're in Paris for the conclusion of this tour. Well, again, it's so jumbled. Like this could have been week two, and they just put it at the end. That's kind of true. I want to think though. Like I, I want to think they that wanted to give lying. us a climax. Well, but again, like they, well, I don't see them doing like romantic Paris things. I don't see really the Eiffel Tower. They don't. They don't like overdo the Paris element, but they are in Paris and this, you know, they were fighting in the last episode, but it was kind of unclear what they were fighting about. It was just like (laughs) tension because Brittany had these strong feelings and she didn't feel like they were reciprocated. That's in the past because they've made it to Paris now. They've bonded on the tour bus and it's like, it's hot and heavy and they're back the fuck on. Yeah. It was really intense because Kevin threatened to go home. He, like, threatened... He, like, packed up his bags. We didn't see any of this. No. But they, like, talked about he it. He mentions like, that he threatened to leave. Yeah. And that he decided not to leave. But I guess, you know, this this uh, crossing the border incident really... Yeah. Well, I think it was a wake-up call. Him. When he threatened to call, leave, yeah. it was a wake-up call for Brittany that she couldn't live with that. She couldn't let him leave. So then she brings him to Paris via bus... And they bond on the tour bus because he, you know, likes that she wears his hats. And she's afraid that they might both go to prison because of the dogs sniffing their luggage. So (laughs) Brittany gets to Paris and the bus pulls over at a fountain. Because Brittany is fascinated with fountains. This is a direct quote from Britney Spears. Britney is a dreamer. She's a dreamer, and she makes a wish in the fountain in Paris. Much I don't like know, Lizzie McGuire. I don't know what fountain this is. Um, I don't know if it's a famous fountain or if it's just like... I think it's like a side-of-the-road fountain. A side-of-the-road, like, like, hotel, like water a, element. I love... A hotel. I, I actually really love fountains as well. This is something that I've been talking to people about recently. What people? Um, you and Rachel. You've never talked to me about a fountain. What are you talking about? When we were in Santa Fe... Oh, we were, there in, we were there in the winter. Well, when Rachel and I were there, when Rachel and I were there, there was, a bunch of, there was a bunch of amazing fountains that you could get installed. Like, we were walking around the art galleries and there were, um, you know, waterworks and, and fountains that you could get installed in your front yard um, for thousands of dollars. But they were beautiful. And I just... I've always wanted a fountain and I've always wanted one of those, you know, those little like desktop fountains or yes. like the little ones that people can like put in their front yard that are like small that you like plug in. Um, oh my God. My, my friend has this like amazing, um, vaporizer for, you know, diffuser an essential yeah. oil diffuser that like looks like a fountain, but it's actually like smoke. Now, what is it about the fountain? Is it again the wish element, the running water? I'm the not sounds? a wisher. I don't wish. You know, you know, I don't believe in that. So, no, I'm not somebody who makes a wish <laughs> on a fountain. You know, I'm, that, that's not how I am. You know, I don't believe in in making wishes. I think it's cute that Brittany does, and I'm happy for her. And look, she's probably getting what she's wishing for. Um, I don't know. She's been through maybe not anymore, <laughs> but in 2005, I think uh, this is probably the end of her wishes coming true. It's like this. <laughs> This year period. Well, three years later, probably. Yeah. But, um, no, I don't make wishes. But I just like them visually. I think I like the aesthetic. I like the sound, a little trickle, you know, that it's, it's comforting sound. Um, I'm learning so much about you. I can't believe that you didn't know that I was into fountains. No, I would have no way of knowing that you were into fountains. Besides me telling you. Just now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll try to remember. So Brittany's into fountains. She's fascinated with fountains. Um, 
And just as she is fast, fascinated with fountains, Kevin is fascinated with her. He's drawn to her. She has everything that he wants in a woman. She's sweet, she's kind-hearted, and she's down to earth. She's a real girl. She has hair, body, and face. That's so, so true. But he's not talking about that. He's not talking about her body. He's not talking about her rock-hard abs, her curves, her titties, her beautiful hair, Yay. her gorgeous eyes, her smile that lights up the room. He's yeah. not talking about that shit. He's talking about her personality. He's talking about her heart. Who she really is. Because he sees the inside. He sees the real Brittany. The sweet, kind-hearted, and down He loves her. Kevin Federline loves Brittany Spears. And you can't tell me anything else. So the episode ends. The main conflict of this episode was them crossing the border. Um, But they (laughs) lived. Surprise. Um, And the episode ends with Brittany asking Kevin to marry her. Um... But he's like, no, I'm supposed to ask. And then the episode ends. Cliffhanger. And then they do not really resolve it in the next episode, except that they get married in the next episode. I think she went on set of her music video, Outrageous, and injured herself. They stopped filming and then were like, oh. We need to conclude our We signed a contract with UPN. They need to air something, I guess. We should wrap this up. But they wrap it up. In a perfect way. Well, I will say that that the way that they wrap it up, because we're going to go into episode five, which is called The Veil of Secrecy. Interestingly, I didn't write down a name for any of the other episodes of the show, so I don't know if they were named or not. (laughs) But this is Veil of Secrecy. And it's very much has the feel of just a home video wedding recording. Yeah. Because we no longer have Brittany and Kevin behind the camera. Right. They're exclusively in front of the camera and it's not filmed on that cheap camcorder so we've got a little bit more of like some cinematography happening so episode five is 40 minutes long we got an abrupt end to the tour diary i was done so i'm fine with that (laughs) i think we saw what we needed to britney went through emotions she partied she loved she had sex she performed she was on the treadmill she had more sex she smoked she smoked in hotel rooms she smoked i'm assuming outside of hotel rooms but we didn't see that so now we, we pick up, assuming 12 weeks later, um, we pick up in September. I don't know the months no. of this tour. No. Yes, September, yes. September? Yeah, because they were supposed to get married in October. And they were planning a big wedding. But a tabloid reveals the location of the wedding. And, and Brittany doesn't want a spectacle. She doesn't want a spectacle. She doesn't want, like, the noise of helicopters going overhead when they're getting married at the Bellagio or something. So, or the Bellasaro or the Belgravia or something, you know, something fun. But they didn't get legally married still until October, right? Okay. Yeah, but we're not talking about the law here. We're talking about the wedding. The wedding. So they move the wedding up, like, a whole last month. This ceremony happens three months after they meet. Yeah. Yeah. However you want to. <laughs> so that that means like... Conceptualize or contextualize. So the, the tour was like a July-August or like a June-July kind of situation. Yeah. So they get married in LA. Um, Studio City or Culver City. I don't remember which one. I feel like it said. Well, there were shots of them like going out in Studio City. Right, right. We love Studio City. What can we say? <laughs> um, I honestly feel like it's the most haunted area of LA, but we'll talk about that on a later date. So... They're going to have a big wedding, but it gets spoiled by tabloid. So they have to cut the wedding guest size down to 30 people. 
and immediate family immediate family and friends only okay no extraneous celebrities Mm-mm. in fact I don't think there was any celebrities at this wedding I mean excuse you Jamie Lynn Spears right right the star of the smash Nickelodeon she, hit she's also barely like Zoe 101 she's like does not have time to be interviewed she like does not give a fuck no. I don't think she gets a talking head interview at all no. so they decide to get married at the wedding planner's house so Felicia to keep it secret so that no one yeah so Felicia out. hooks up Brittany with Allison and Diane and mother daughter yeah <laughs> they're a mother daughter wedding planning duo which I think is really fun And they decide to do a faux engagement party turned wedding. So they invite everyone under the guise of being an engagement party at um, Allison and Diane's beautiful Studio City home. Um, Not haunted at all. No. Knock on wood. So they're giddy. They're excited. Brittany is really impressed with the way that Allison and Diane are able to transform such a small space. (laughs) Their modest two-story, four-square house um, into a beautiful... It has a backyard, but I'm pretty sure that they are inside the entire time. Sanctuary. It took me so long. Like, to come up with the word. delayed. I, like, I don't have time to wait. (laughs) We're going to just keep going. So, they decorate the inside of this house. With a ton of flowers. With just, like, a shit ton of flowers. It looked nice. You know, I would consider it to be a big space, but not for a wedding. No. Um, There was nowhere for people to sit. During the wedding ceremony? Yeah, I don't think. Were they standing? I, we didn't see them. It was just fades of Britney staring at Kevin. And Such a beautiful wedding. Do you think his and Jamie? Do you think his wife and two children were there? No, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, they weren't invited. No. So, um, Britney's impressed with the way they've been able to pull this together. It, it's it's important to note, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen blonde Britney. We've seen yeah. dirty blonde yeah. Britney. This is full on brunette Britney. Yeah. So she's suddenly brunette for we, the wedding, which we all know what it be a good sign. It cannot be a good sign. I mean, for Britney, you know, with the brown hair, she looks beautiful. She looks gorgeous. She, I mean, yeah, she does. But you know, she looks a little bit haunted. There's something going on. I don't know if it's the location. I don't know if it's the choice of husband, but there's some kind of haunting happening here. But um, you know, the wedding is beautiful nonetheless. Everyone arrives, and they're greeted at the door with a wedding invitation. So they arrive, they're handed this invitation, and the invitation says, Surprise! You're cordially invited to the wedding of Britney Spears and (laughs) K-Fed. That's happening right now. Ah! Yes! My favorite um, element here is that um, K-Fed's dad didn't actually read the piece of paper. Britney's dad. Oh, I thought it was K-Fed's no, dad. No, it was Jamie. Oh, That's Brittany's cool. dad. He so K-Fed is like, why is why are why is your dad not congratulating us? Right. Twenty minutes go by. Apparently, the dad still has no idea that they're getting married <laughs> because he like just didn't read the piece of paper. This confuses me because if everyone was arriving at once and everyone was reading the invitations, would they not be saying something? Like, is he so out of touch? Because he's, he's not like he's, like, elderly. Like, no. He's, like, a young guy. Is he just so out of touch that he cannot tell Well, that... he's, like, scowling that entire... So oh, maybe I, he doesn't like I K-Fed? Think, 
it's also like known that he is an alcoholic. So oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. He could just be. I don't want to assume allegedly. Look, I, I'm not like I'm not a <laughs> hater, but I know that all this drama with the conservatorship and you know I, I'm not I'm not going to voice my opinion on like legal matters, but um, <laughs> but I do think it's like sus that he like apparently like 30 minutes went by and he just like didn't notice that he was at a wedding. Meanwhile, Lynn looked mortified. She's like, I'm wearing a white dress. Oh my God. What am I going to wear? I know the mom, cause she was wearing white. Look, I mean, guess fucking what? They like put her in an ugly brown dress. Upstairs, Brittany had everything. So the girls, the bridesmaids thought that they were just going to have a little fitting, but it turns out, of course, because the wedding is happening right now, right here, Brittany has everything upstairs. She's got the shoes laid out. She's got the beautiful red bridesmaids dresses of course this is like Laura Lynn is over the moon this is um 2005 so they have identical dresses for everyone you know this is not like an express yourself situation Laura Lynn um who is Brittany's cousin is really highlighted (laughs) um in this episode some could say they weren't able to get any of the other Jamie Lynn so we had to to settle for Laura Lynn Jamie Lynn arrives last um i think because she's busy being a little starlet of her own and she gets there and of course they're preparing for a wedding and she thinks that she was the only one that didn't know so she arrives and she's instantly fucking pissed because she thinks that she was the last to know but really she was just the last to arrive so that's what you get for being late jamie so laurelyn or britney's cousin is getting a lot of screen time I didn't write down anything she said. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm just happy to be here talking about Laura Lynn. So, so Laura Lynn, in her Talking Head interview, just talks about how the first time she's, she met Kevin, she could really tell that, that he really cared about Brittany and that what they have was real. This clip... Um, is recut, reused, and recycled about six times, I would say, throughout yes, the episode. And. Yes, and? Do we have a problem with that? Along with the same photos, because they're not really videos, they're photos of Brittany getting ready in yeah. her beautiful white dress, choker, and gloves. Yeah, so she wears like a really sort of basic white tube dress, but it's really, you know, clinging to the body. It looks really good on her form. And then she's got a lace choker that kind of comes down to a point at her clavicle. And then she has matching little like glovelets. Yeah. Little like sort of like bracelets that then the lace like comes down her, like onto her finger. Really cute element. I will say I, I was a fan of this. Um, I think it was classy. I think it was pretty wasn't gaudy. No. Um, because again, she was doing this for herself. It wasn't for the fans. It wasn't for the paparazzi. It wasn't for the haters. It was for the real Britney and for her real love with K-Fed and their future together. So <laughs> then we get to in- get introduced to Kevin's brothers, Chris and Curtis. So it's Chris, Curtis, and Kevin. You'll notice that Chris and Curtis are spelled with a C, but Kevin is spelled with a K. This is because Kevin is special and different. <laughs> um, you know, his brothers are really regular, but he's a dancer. And that's why he gets a K name and they get C names. Um, unless they're spelled Chris and Curtis with a K. Or In which Chris Jenner really should be watching her fucking back. Literally. Or if Kevin is actually spelled with a K, C. But he and changed if he was C-fed this whole time. 
Um, I'm not quite sure. So then I wrote down um, Britney's ridiculous veil. So she has a really crazy veil. It's look, it's very 2005. It's poofy, um, and she does wear it over her face while she's walking down the aisle, which I think is fierce traditional moment for Brit. Um, but it's like it's it's a very poofy veil. I don't think it's really very long. It's one of those like shoulder length veils that's just like a lot of tulle up like top. Thick, like a, you couldn't really see her face through it. And like. she had gorgeous hair for this wedding. You know, yes, it was brown, but it was really like wavy blowout like I don't know if those were extensions or if this is her natural volume but it looked amazing I can't lie like she was working it but then she puts this giant ass veil on and you can't see her fucking hair (laughs) so they get married we get to see them staring to each other's eyes yeah and we hear music a music a song but we don't hear the vows which I thought was a good touch of like privacy you know um, I don't imagine they wrote their own vows. Is um, it privacy or did they not get the audio? I don't know. know. The audio got really weird, but I wasn't sure if it was just what we were watching on YouTube. That All of a sudden it was like a really, really quiet song. And also like the camera, like it looked like they switched cameras for this part. <laughs> um, and there was like slow-mo. And yeah, there's a lot of like mashups of like we're seeing the wedding. We're seeing black and white photos of Britney looking ethereal. At some point we get they once again play every time her breakup anthem. Every time but with like, it's like a club remix of every time. Without my wings. Right? It's pretty good. Well, that was good though. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Should get you signed. We do <laughs> Christmas EP. We do soon, see right? um, we do see a lot of shots of like K Fed like while Britney's getting ready, K Fed is like Wearing a wife beater. Wearing a wife beater and <laughs> running around chatting up the bridesmaids, I guess. <laughs> but they all love him. And he's stoked because he really loves the family. And he likes feeling accepted. You know, he really feels like he's found where he belongs um, with his new family. And I mean, is Jamie, her father, Brittany's father, staring daggers at him the entire ceremony? Yes. I honestly didn't notice, but I thought it was Kate's father, so I, I had no kind of awareness. <laughs> I don't see I don't see um, Kevin interact with Jamie Lynn at any point. Um, I think because Jamie Lynn is not interacting with anyone because she's like being morose, like teenager energy. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would be interested to know their dynamic because the sister relationship is really important, and the sister's opinion on the boyfriend, the sister's opinion on the husband, is super important. I have a vague memory of watching an interview in which. Brittany or Kevin talk about his relationship with Jamie Lynn and being positive yeah it's important you know I'm a little sister and I bring that heat I bring that judgment into the room into the space when you know one of my older sisters is going to be introducing a significant other I'm gonna that's the only time I also bring that judgment (laughs) into the space when anyone I know is introducing a significant other but I think Only that's, when they're introducing a significant other? I bring that judgment into the space whenever I enter a room. But I do think that it is the little sister in me. It's the protective nature of the sister. You know, the sister relationship is really important is what I'm trying to say. I'm just judgmental, so. Nice. Well, we've noticed. Um, Kevin says that Brittany is an angel. She's looking so angelic on this day. She's got that smudgy, smoky eye makeup. 
that white gown, those gloves, that choker for a sexy element. Glazed eye. The glazed eye, the expression, (laughs) the sort of dull look, like life is just happening to her. Um, I do feel like there's a change in her level of energy from like the tour to the wedding. I don't know if Xanax is responsible. I'm not here. It was her knee injury. True. If Brittany can't so dance, true. That's so true. what does she have? I didn't think about that. I've never had a knee injury, but I imagine it would affect me much the same. <laughs> so then she, um, oh, you know what? She does kind of go off, though, for the reception. She does. Maybe it was the dress. Maybe she, she was, was hungry. Tight. It was tight. I mean, ugh, I'm hungry. So we get to see the reception, which is in the exact same space. Because um, once again, they're hiding from the paparazzi. The paparazzi who did find them and are outside. Did you not notice? No. Yeah. So they were like hiding from the paparazzi, but literally as everyone was arriving, like the entire house was surrounded and they were like photographers. But that's why they stay indoors. Yeah. Mm, you're right. But they didn't know it was the wedding. They thought it was just an engagement party. Yeah. That that element was never revealed. So she changes into her party dress, her her reception dress, which in the words of Kevin is slim and skimpy, um, which is true. And she's like, yeah, it was small. My ass was hanging out. Um, Kevin had to slap his relatives in the face because their jaws were hitting the floor because they were just staring at Brittany's body. Which I'm sure, right, happened. But also just makes you think, like, she's worn less publicly. So what's the big deal here? (laughs) Maybe because it's her wedding. I don't know. She looked hot. She looked great. I mean, it was like a high-necked, like, lace little mini number that kind of ended right, like, at a snatch. I think it was a short sleeve. Mm. It was a short sleeve situation. So it wasn't strapless. It had, like, a little cap sleeve. Um, And it was just, like, shoulder to cooch. And then she (laughs) had um, a garter belt. Yeah. On that thigh. She's a traditional gal. She's all about tradition, which is why we get a beautiful scene of K-Fed removing the garter belt uh, with his teeth. I don't know about wedding traditions. I think you're supposed to, like, blindfoldedly remove it with your hands, right? No. This is a thing. I told you this while we were watching it. Yeah, but taking the garter belt off with your teeth is not does not happen at every wedding. Uh, do we need to Google right now? Like... I, I don't need to Google it. I already know. I've been to weddings. Do I think it happens at every wedding? No, but I think it's it's a thing. It happens to well, a, it was, in a certain wedding demographic. They believe that you should remove the garter belt with your teeth. I don't know what to tell you. Look, it was steamy, and like I didn't hate it. So Kevin removes her garter belt with his teeth, and um, we you know we see the talking head interview. That's kind of they're cutting to this whole time of Brittany and Kevin. And Brittany's like, "Oh, my daddy was watching," and Kevin's like, "No, he was not. He was not in the room." Probably because he was like, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. Nothing. Um, so Kevin like insists that the dad was not there, that but that there was maybe a brother watching. Does Britney Spears have brothers? Um, no. Then no. I don't know what he said. Um, so <laughs> uh, whatever. It was steamy. People were like, Vavoom, ooh, Kevin Federline, those teeth. What do they do? <laughs> Whoa. Um, he's amazing. I mean, he delicately removes the scarter belt. Um, and then we get speeches by Laura Lynn and Chris. Chris being um, Kevin's older brother. Curtis is his younger brother, who I think is wearing like one of those little hats, like one of those like golf hats. They had like a very Italian energy. 
I don't know if they're Italian, but they seemed like every like Italian person that I've like catered for his birthday party. <laughs> that was the vibe of his family, you know, kind of cheap Italian wife beater energy, yeah. Laura um, which gives, I can relate to. I, I'm definitely not a hater. Laura Lynn gives like a beautiful, touching speech, and I think Chris. Um. I don't know like something I don't know what it says about my note-taking skills you know I barely got through high school and then I promptly dropped out of college I don't think that note-taking is my strong suit I didn't write down a single word from any of these speeches it just means that you were such an engaged viewer you were present I was enraptured because and look if we had more time we'd maybe do a second viewing where we could do notes but you know Really what I got out of this was the energy. And the energy was joy. The energy was purity. It wasn't as haunting or Husband ominous and wife. as the first four episodes. It was less dark than the tour stuff. It was. But the, something about being indoors in like windowless rooms. Right. Getting married. Like yeah. under the cover of... There was like a yellow filter. There I think, was. I think it was supposed to be candlelight. And it was like really clouded by... There's like, filters. Filters. And then there's just flowers everywhere and like so many people. It did feel kind of claustrophobic and dark. Um, I wish for Britney but Spears. But Britney loved sick. it. Did she? Well, Her she talking head interview is very, she's like, yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought it was like really sweet what they were able to pull off. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was really nice. Well, that's because that's blonde Britney. Mm-hmm. You know, she got some perspective. Mm-hmm. She, But brunette Britney is like loving every yeah. second of it. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I honestly was not sure um, that she really was that impressed. I mean, she's Britney Spears. You know, she just got off like a stadium tour in Europe. And now she's getting married in like an upper middle class Studio City house. And like Brad Pitt's not there. Um, well, look, she had her fucking chance, right? She could have gotten married at a beautiful resort yeah, but with then helicopters. They... It's true. I mean, look, I stand or by her choice. she can get married and... in this sad, gloomy house. I don't think she's going to get another chance because I know she doesn't believe in marriage anymore. Well, she started the show not believing in marriage, so never say never. She's dating that really hot guy. He is super hot. I, you know, I'm... She's working out like crazy. Her body's looking amazing. I mean, she's definitely ready for a wedding dress. She's 37 now, right? I don't know. It's a great age. Well, yeah, because she was 23 and 15 would make her, you know, bordering on 38. <laughs> I just did some mental math. That hurt. Um, so after the speeches... I just want to take a moment. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job, by the way. Thank you. Um, I really needed that, actually. I was like... No, you're killing nervous. it. You're killing thank it. You, you're thank killing you. it. Um... I've, I've also did a great job of just, like, not laughing directly into the mic. I just... You wanted to stop so I could give you credit for that. Yeah. I noticed earlier that you did turn your head away from the microphone to laugh. Um, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> this should really be your solo podcast now that you're, like, an expert. I don't know why I'm even here. Um, so, as I was fucking saying, so, the cake. The cake is gorgeous. It's a traditional white three-layer... Oh my god, I'm like salivating right now. I was thinking about it. I really like we've been talking about pancake. Oh no, I think because we're going shopping, we should get some pancake. We should just get like a legit sheet cake. Okay. We've been craving cake for a while. Marble? Oh, what about a half chocolate, half vanilla? Okay, this is not (laughs) this is not important. So the cake. Then everybody gets their third outfit change. Well, I don't know. I I think Brittany was the only one that changed for the reception, but now everyone gets a, a costume change. This moment. It was so 2005. It was... 
eye-opening. It was... It was confusing. The ground beneath me shifted. It really did. It, it was once again in this, this moment that brought me back. I was like, oh. You kind of remembered where we were. You got your footing. This yeah. is 2005. Yeah. Britney Spears marrying Kevin Federline, but not legally because he's still married to someone else. So they all... Um, everybody, you know, in the wedding party... Um, changes into white tracksuits, which they refer to as jumpsuits, but they are tracksuits. I want a tracksuit. I mean, you should have one. Like, what's holding us back? Let's get tracksuits. Oh. Pink for me and... Oh my God, what about like a leopard print situation? One of us leopard, one of us zebra. So you zebra, me leopard. Yeah, can we have something written on the ass? Like, this is very Cheetah Girls of Us. Like, something written on the ass? Mm, yeah. Juicy or... Well, then we'd have to get Juicy Brand. Thick. Thick. <laughs> I don't think it would I don't think that we can wear thick on our on our butts. Um what about boss on the side? Boss. Ah! I can't we can't both have the same thing because like these wedding jumpsuits, men and women have to have something different printed on their correct on their tracksuit. So the men their suits on the back in black script say pimps. Woo! Woo! Um, yes, yes. And the father of Kevin? Yeah. Or is it the father of Brittany? It's maybe the father of Brittany. Look, Jamie would not have put that outfit on. Jamie probably has left the building. <laughs> He's like, Jamie, Lynn, do you want to come? You know, like, he was out. I, we did not see him the rest of the night. Well, somebody gets a tracksuit that says pimp daddy yeah, on the back. Yeah. And I think it's Kevin's dad. And then the women get tracksuits that say maids. Well, I'm sure there was that conversation where it's like, oh, if they're pimps, like, do the ladies get, like... Pimps and maids. Is this a thing? No. What am I missing? It's not a thing. Because uh, they're like, oh, it's so cute. Get it? Like, pimps and maids. And I'm like, no, I don't get it. I don't... Well, the maids is, like, clearly there was another word that probably... That pimps don't pimp out maids. Of. Exactly. This isn't a cleaning service. Well, so what I'm saying they is couldn't have they put they couldn't have the bridesmaids walking around wearing like because they're bridesmaids. I guess that's why. So what I'm trying to say is that your tracksuit should say pimp and mine can say skank. Right? Oh, well what about freaking worthless? Mm, that, that would also be good. But we'd have to pay to get like our own thing like embroidered on them. I think probably we should just look for what's out there. Mm. I don't think we have that custom clothing If budget. anyone listening to this podcast makes custom track suits, reach out. Reach out. We would love to pay you by giving you a shout out. <laughs> um, and maybe like a little cash app, maybe like $12, $15. So after the wedding, thanks. After the wedding, they go to the club. Woo! Yes, we they, don't see that. They wanted to dance. Yeah, because look, nobody was done partying. Um, so they go clubbing. Obviously, Jamie Lynn can't come. She's like 15 years old. Um, but honestly, we got so little of her that I'm not even really convinced she was there. I think that might have been a hologram or, right. you know, Photoshop. Kind of, yeah. So now they're happily married. And, you know, the show concludes, you know, we kind of start to wind down. We just saw well, them get married. Before what I think you're going to tackle. So, so a clearly, it's a reality show. So like every commercial break, they kind they kind of like tease the next moment. And there was this. So you just see a lot of the same things over. Yeah. There. So there was this one moment where Kevin was like, 
I have a secret surprise for Brittany, never yeah. before seen. And I, like, don't remember at all what he showed. I'm not convinced he Oh, I wrote anything. it down. Oh. Yeah. Well, please tell me. Yeah. Um, well, first, they, they say that we're going to get the premiere of the Someday music video. Now, what I'm sure most of you know, um, hopefully, is that, you know, with the show, Brittany also released... Brittany and Kevin Chaotic. Yeah. She also released her Chaotic EP, that. It was three um, iconic songs, Chaotic, Another Song, and Someday. Mona um, Lisa. Mona Lisa, which is good. That EP is amazing. They're really, like, this is not, okay, I'm not I'm not playing here. This is a really good three tracks from Britney. Like, three of her best tracks, totally under the radar. People are not talking about these songs. Because it's buried in her Spotify. And I think this show, we're just going to take a moment. This, everyone was like, this is a bad idea. Right? Like, first of all, everyone thought Kevin was a loser. Yeah. That she shouldn't be with. Is that why they're so heavy-handed with kind of saying how happy they are together? And that well, this marriage yeah, is right? Like, you know, they're trying to the defend The point it. of this show is to present Proof. them in a positive light. Like, yeah. And they all thought the idea of pop princess Britney Spears doing a reality show was trashy. So, like, I feel like this entire, all of 2004, 2005, Britney was kind of just buried including these amazing three tracks. Just tragic. I find it disappointing. I do. Um, but I'm glad that we had the forethought. Like, we had the... We... Abby and Roberto. Dug this shit up. You know I mean? <laughs> like, I'm glad that we're doing what we need to be doing for the culture, for the public. Reminding them of, like, what Brittany has done for us. Really doing the Lord's work. I didn't say it, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> So, we don't get the premiere of the Someday music video. No. We actually just get exclusive behind-the-scenes footage. And the behind-the-scenes footage is really awesome. So, Brittany actually wrote the song Someday, and it's about um, pregnancy. And she wrote it at her piano. The lyrics just came to her. Yeah, she did not know she was pregnant. She, she had no idea. And then two weeks later, she was, I was about to say diagnosed. <laughs> she was diagnosed <laughs> well, with say. pregnancy. Uh, no, but that two weeks later she found out she was pregnant, but she had just written this really prophetic, beautiful song about maybe a baby. Even Kevin himself was like, What is this song about? Like I'm not sure. Well, I, get I it. finally like listened to the lyrics recently because I of course put it on my Spotify Today playlist. And the, the lyrics are like someday I will know God's plan and then someday you will know God's plan like my child like you will know you I was will gonna understand. actually just read some lyrics oh for you sure guys. so sorry. yeah Britney Spears wrote these lyrics at her piano two weeks before she found out she was pregnant but she had the spirit of of God I would say and her child um within her I'm just gonna do a reading I'm not gonna do like a Britney voice just oh please yeah so, um uh nothing seems to be the way that it used to Everything seems shallow. God, give me the truth. In me, and tell me somebody's watching over me. And that is all I'm praying is that. Someday, these are the lyrics, I will understand. In God's whole plan and what he's done to me. Oh, but maybe someday I will breathe and finally see. I'll see it all in my baby. Don't you run too fast, my dear. Why don't you stop? Just stop and listen to your tears. They're all you've got. It's in you. You see somebody's watching over you. That is all I'm praying is that. Someday you will understand. I'm sorry, I need a moment. In God's whole plan, what he's done to you, to you, not for you, 
oh, but maybe someday you will breathe and you'll finally see. You'll see it in your baby. You'll see it in your baby. I don't care what anyone has to say. It's an amazing song. She actually, like, she she sounds really good on this recording. I had to stop when Roberto put it on. I was like, what is this? I didn't know the song. It's, it's beautiful. This and her other, the only other song that she has, I mean, I'm sure she's, like, written, like, a lyric here or two there, right? I think Glory, she says, her latest album, Glory, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, 2017. She, she had a, a heavier hand in, mm-hmm. in the song. And she wrote music. every time. But yes. And but I think she wrote Perfume. She must have... No, Sia wrote oh, Perfume. Oh, Sia wrote Perfume, right? And of course, um, <laughs> Sia, Sia wrote a couple songs on the new Celine Dion album, by the way. Oh my God. Just found this out. So um, I cannot believe I thought Britney Spears wrote Perfumes. <laughs> <laughs> Every Time and Someday, both... Two of her nicer ballads. Well, two of her only. She doesn't really do ballads. I like that she exclusively writes ballads, but her music is exclusively party anthems about being sexy yes and i mean i love it i'm not complaining um so in britney's eyes this song she wasn't even really sure it was about pregnancy it just came to her but it's a it's about female empowerment because of the beauty of what you know we as women are able to do with our bodies um i wrote down this amazing quote that really stuck with me when you're pregnant it's an empowering thing to sing about and it is cool (laughs) She says so much with so little. Like she, so little. she has such a way with words, and we get to see her shooting this music video at a house in LA. Maybe her house. I'm not sure. She's in a pool. She's pregnant. There's a lot of close-ups on her getting out of bed, and you get to just like see her swollen, pregnant ankles. And I'm like, yes, queen. Um, and then Kevin's really emotional. Kevin loved seeing her shoot this video because he knew how much it meant to her to be able to put these words out there and she really wanted a video for this song because the song was so meaningful to her um at this point in her pregnancy they've now been married for longer than they had known each other before they got married correct right because she's like at least five months pregnant yeah in this music video with Um, baby sean or the other one i don't know which one's older sean is that his name did we already forget are you sure i mean one of them sean the other one Jaden. yes because i thought his middle name is james JJ. So now we get Kevin's surprise. Now the talking head interviews that they pair with the show, I assume were shot like a year after the show. Yeah. Kevin's got a full head of flowing hair. Brittany's a bleach blonde. She's looking like gorgeous. And they're like happily married. I think she must have had the baby by now because she's not pregnant in these talking head interviews. Right. So that means, you know, we get a full calendar year after the wedding. She's given birth. This is like far into their marriage, probably bordering on she halfway. She does mature. There's, there's a, there's a, I don't know, a wholeness to her. Well, in there's the talking something heads. about the talking head interview that structure that's different yeah. from like the camcorder, right, right. Brittany. But also, married Brittany is very different from tour Brittany. So Kevin is alone for this portion, and this is his surprise that's been teased. Brittany's never seen this. Kevin put together a highlight reel of their tour together, um, plus a video of him crying because he loves her more than life. So we get a music video. I don't even know what the the music was. Probably but every time. 
it's footage of them on this tour. So it's basically a recap of the past four episodes that we just watched. Um, just like them kissing, them hugging, them chatting, them smoking, them riding on the bus, um, Brittany making a wish in a fountain. I bet her wish was to marry Kevin. And Kevin crying on this, like, in this Talking Hen interview. And he says um, this amazing quote that just kind of sums up who Brittany is to him and who Brittany is as a person. He says, she's giving and puts a happy light on everything. She knows how to turn things around. So that's how he encapsulates Brittany Spears as a woman. Is that she is a light, that she's cheerful and that... You know, how she, I also would describe Britney She's Spears. been through shit. She's seen shit, but she just like continues to bring joy to everyone around her. <laughs> um, and then it's over. And that is Britney and Kevin Chaotic. It Episodes was, one through five. It was full of love, light. Sex. Sex. It was, in fact, chaotic. Rock and roll. You know, I... As a Britney Spears fan, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just genuinely thankful, you know, that... Gratitude, gratitude. That in this holiday season, on this Black Friday... That's so true. We're able to sit down and really give thanks to the princess of pop. Oh. And to really see a side of her that people refuse to acknowledge, you know, I'm getting like I'm getting choked up. No, I no, I'm there with you. Like mm-hmm. someday, I will understand. And that day God's is today. Plan. That day is today. Yeah, I I finally understand. You know, when we started this podcast, we were under the assumption that we would be sitting through hours upon hours of trashy. Trashy TV. TV that really no one wants to watch. We weren't no one expecting. Ever see. We weren't expecting to be impacted the way. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know that it's kind of, you know, our our plan to eulogize the shows. Yeah. You know, to give them the send-off, the goodbye that they didn't get. What do you think? What kind of send-off do you think Brittany and Kevin chaotic deserves? Well, I I think for Brittany and Kevin, what I want to say, what is kind of weighing on my heart, is not to eulogize the show because the show is just a window into Britney's life. And Britney's life is still with us. Britney is still living large. As is Kevin. She's still making music. She's got kids. Jaden. And Sean. And Sean. She's got a hot boyfriend, you know. I think she's kind of getting some control back of her finances. No. 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 Oh, who has them? Jamie. Still? Yeah. I thought that that got solved. That wasn't their hashtag. He was like dying and then he got better, I think. Oh my God. So what I'm saying. still here. Thin as a needle. She's skinny as a needle. (laughs) Her words. I'm not going to eulogize the show. I'm not. Because it's not an ending. It's just that our eyes have been turned away. We don't get that private view into her life that she gave us that privilege of in 2004, you know, to see her tour, to see her love story with Kevin Federline. Look, did that fall apart? Did they get divorced? Did she have a breakdown? Some would yes, say... Yes, yes, and yes. yes. All of that happened. That's also in the past. Britney still continues on her path. She hasn't given up. She hasn't fucking quit. She's been through it. She's going to go through it again, I'm sure. 
but I'm not going to disrespect her by acting like this is some kind of tragic end that this show ending is like griefsome or or like with the, some of the other shows we watch you know we kind of laugh and like thank god the show got cancelled <laughs> you know I'm not gonna <clears throat> I'm not gonna say that about this show I'm gonna instead I think we should end on a hopeful note you know we're hoping for Britney's future we're supporting Britney and you know whatever she chooses to do next whether that be another perfume whether that be another album lingerie line I would love a lingerie line she has one she does? Yes. The fuck? The fuck? Are the designs cute? I don't... We'll talk. What's it called? I don't... Something with Macy's, maybe a collab? It was after the Britney Jean album. Hmm. You know. I would love to see more clothing design from her, I would say. Because I also... I'm actually a supporter of low-rise jeans coming back. I don't look good in them. I, I prefer a high-rise. But I, I respect... The concept of the low-rise jean. I like to see a woman in a low-rise jean. I think a pant that cuts you off at your widest part is <laughs> a power move. I think fondly of, you know, a Britney Spears, a Keira Knightley, uh, you know, other people in a crop top with a low-rise jean. It's sensual. It's flirty. Um <laughs> Now I'm just eulogizing the low-rise jean. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I would like to see Britney do a clothing line where she brings back a sort of a classic Britney look with a low-rise jean. Maybe a flare bottom with like a ribbon on the flare. Uh, maybe a bedazzled ass. I want that for Britney. Mm-hmm. Only if yeah. Britney wants that for herself. And on that note... Dearly Departed is brought to you with love, sweat, tears, and boxed wine. Our theme song is by Ben Muller of Low Ceilings. His music is available on Spotify and Bandcamp. Follow at Low Ceilings Music on Instagram for updates. Artwork by Hunter Bustamante, who you can also follow on Instagram at Hunter Bustamante. Till the next cancellation.